Night Madness, uh, I guess you would say featuring Team Osiris, something like that. No, open conversation, goddamn. Oh, yeah, open convo. That'll work. However, you want to guys want to do it. We live. We live. We live. Now, so, what right you now, say about Steph right Curry, on? Now, what I was trying to tell you is right in front of our eyes, right? I <laughs> said, you're seeing Steph Curry growing Jordan like. LeBron James like and all the other great superstars like. Nah. I'm telling you, first, here's your first point. Hold on, here's your first point. He's the greatest shooter in the history of the game. That's yeah. my first point to let you know. Now the greatest shooter in the history of the game got the Kobe Bryant killer instinct now. Nah. He has that all the way. Nah. He's there. And this is how I know he's there. He's going up against arguably one of the best defensive, definitely the best defensive team in the league. That, 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 that shut Giannis out. I seen the game. It was the grudge match. Blow for blow. I seen it. Right? And I'm telling you, you got five defensive players on there. They're rendering, they're, they're rendering uh, 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 Wish McCormick null and void. Uh, what's his name? Draymond Green. Like, like my hey, man. Hey, hold on. No, Draymond Green is automatically null and void. Oh, go on there, boys. That nigga's going to sit. No, nah. Four points. Seven rebounds and seven assists. What you talking no, about? Draymond because... average three points a game, bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> no, y'all met. No, see, I, I thought I was going to hit with people who know basketball. I'm trying <laughs> to tell you that the guy that's defending this nigga is bigger than him and jumping out the gym. Oh, right? Dr Draymond Green. Yeah, Draymond Green. Make the Gold State Warriors go. He's the real point guard there. Y'all didn't know that? That's, that's true. Yeah, yeah, that's true. yeah. He run point. He run point. He make the engine go. Y'all love basketball. Point he make the engine go. Yeah. They yeah. put everybody in everybody's spot. He's like Anthony right? Mason. Yeah, right. right. Nah, nah. He but, less skill, but less skill. But less skill. But less skill. Oh, that's crazy. Draymond Green is an all. Is an all hey, nigga, Draymond, Anthony Mason to get you. Draymond, Anthony Mason to get you twenty, bro. Anthony, nah, yeah, nah, nah. I'm saying if you take their point guard out, you're supposed to be able to beat Golden State. But yeah, the, re okay. the reason they not is because Steph stepped all the way up. Your man ain't there no more. Him, Clay. Don't got no legs, y'all. He's shooting a straight jumper. Yo, that's not that nigga jumper. That nigga you, legs is gone right now, yo. He yeah, has uh, no legs. But you know, but you know, Steph plays excellent off ball. Yeah. And that's what Captain yeah. defense is lacking every time. Yeah. Me, I'm gonna make my point, folks, but when I'm making, I'm gonna let everybody dive in. I'm telling you, that's why this man has is now in what I would call that red territory, where you get that nigga the ball and get the fuck out the way. Nah, nah, he's there. Okay, so I tell you what. Okay, we're gonna say not yet. Yeah, let me respond right. to that. Uh, we're gonna wait. Yeah, respond to that. But after the over, I'm over the window. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no parachute. No, I'm on boss gave me the parachute. He say not yet, and I'm agree with you. We're gonna see if if he win this motherfucking series and win MVP. Then I'm telling you the niggas there because that's exactly what it's gonna right, take hold, for the Hold on, let me do this first. This first MVP on. <laughs> right. He got like four rings. And one <laughs> this is second MVP. He got brawled nah, nah, at the NBA nah. Finals. Nah, he got, got brawled this first MVP, yo. Hey, hey, chef. It's I can all hands chef. dollar chef. that shit. Chef. After that nigga scored motherfucking twenty six points. 
Chef, we only go with the experts. What the experts say? Now, hold on, hold on. That was just bullshit. What the experts say, Chef? <laughs> that was he got robbed, Joe. The experts, hold hold on. Hey, um, hey, um. Now, I think you're too premature with that that argument you made. Now, if Steph finished out the series, right? Right. Eighty-five a game, and he's finishing. Uh-huh. And then I wouldn't mind Unc said something like that. I said not yet. I agree with you. Remember, yeah. I said let's see how he finishes. I agree. Because- you I was yeah. diving out the one you got me. You caught me. You caught me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, well, we I was diving quick. I was now, diving quick. Hey, Chef, which, hey, Chef, which finals do you think he was robbed? Which one? The the Andre Iguodala one. one. The first okay. one. The... Okay. That's not true. Without uh, without, yeah, without but you know without him, he wouldn't have won. Oh, oh, oh he yeah, said that's not true. What you know, Andre what? came in. Andre came Andre in the average like too. 16, 8, and 8. Like he was. Yeah. He went from off the bench to starting like that was a pivotal switch putting Andre in like they was getting cream until they until they made that uh, Steve Kerr made that move put uh, Iguodala in and shit. Um, yo, do you know how much yo uh what's the name average doing him? Yeah, but if, but you got to look at his field goal <laughs> percentage when he when he, when Iguodala wasn't starting starting and look at LeBron's field goal percentage when Iguodala was inserted to the game like his shit dropped dramatically and shit. From like you know what I'm saying from wearing from just wearing tear. But yeah, and, and, and Iggy was still like 16, 8, and 8, some shit like that. If you look it up. Hell no. <laughs> yeah. Look it up. I don't know if numbers wasn't like that. Let me look it up. I think it was. Please <laughs> look that up because you're tripping. <laughs> you didn't fit in the house, Everybody's piling in. Hit that like button on your way in. Waiting on everybody to pile into the Monday Night Madness for sure. Man, we know Equidawa, man, brought that victory home. We ain't gonna play that, yo. Y'all and then he gave it up. Man, I'm done. Yeah, yo. Yo, you crazy, yo. Y'all, y'all nah. gonna sit here and let a dude get robbed off of an MVP just because a, a nah. role player played this fucking role? <laughs> like, wow. what? No, nah, he wrong. So if that's the case, we gonna let role players get MVPs for playing their fucking role, yo. If he come out and do his thing, uh, yo, you he did a role player thing. Shit, Rod that don't make got you an uh, MVP. Rod Artell got an MVP. Did he for when? Uh, the Lakers. Uh, no, 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 nah, nah, no, he never. Nah, never. you got that wrong. Nah, he didn't get MVP. Oh, hold on. Let me, never. Hold on. That never happened in the history of the NBA. <laughs> he was uh, a <laughs> He was 16. He was 16, 5, and 8, and 4. He was 16. So basically Ooh. 16, 6, and 4. Andre Iguodala in the finals. And, and what was Steph, Steph Curry? I think Steph Curry is like about 27, 28. Damn. Not even. Why would they do that to that man, yo? Yeah, 27. I don't know about that. So, so 27 a game? It, it was close. Let me look. But you got to remember, like, Steph had, like, horrible game. Like, he, he wasn't yeah, – he struggled in, in some early parts of that series, bro. Like, he wasn't – not like he was just lighting him up the whole way through. Right. I'm trying to find it down, Steph. I'm trying to find So, it. what game did uh, Iguodala have that was a, a motherfucking breakout game when you say <laughs> he was better than Steph Curry? Yeah, yeah. He can't just have one good game. He got to have, like, the whole series. Exactly. Yeah, Steph because Curry you gotta understand was they was they was down two one until they inserted Iguodala into the starting lineup. It was down two one. Yeah, yeah. Ron Artest doesn't have a uh, MVP. What was gonna happen was he's gonna get one, 
and I think he got arrested or something like that. Um, he was in the ranking though. He's like number two, but he didn't get him. We don't. Yeah, we're talking uh, about uh, all right. So, team. so what? What is um uh what's the boy name uh Wiggins? What is he averaging right now? Wiggins, sorry. Hey, Wiggins doing his thing, yo. I'm going to let you know right, right now. Wiggins doing his thing. But yeah. is anybody Matt, saying, is this he plays, he plays excellent defense. Yeah, but now Steph averaging like 34 games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 34 games, yo. Wiggins, Wiggins. Is Wiggins uh, doing better than Iguodala? Yeah. Wiggins got, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Is anybody hurt. saying that nigga should be MVP? But Steph Curry's <laughs> averaging 34 points, and he's not pivotal. Like, hey, we, not Wiggins like, is, oh uh, Wiggins God. averaging Robin. 17 points Robin. per game in the season. Yeah, he's robbing. Assistant rebound, what was the, how many you got right now, or Wiggins? Uh, rebounds? Yeah, he do it better now than he would do with, with, with uh, the You want total or separate? On separate. For, the uh, for offensive rebounds, he's got 1.2. No, 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 just Defense. total rebound, total rebound, total. Okay, yeah, 4.5. Assist. Assist? No, nothing, nothing. Or like two. Two, two, two. Yeah, that way, I know because I be betting this goddamn over because I be like, I think got to get over two assists. I think lose <laughs> my money every goddamn time. <laughs> Sorry. <I'm... Yeah. laughs> Shit. You know, you know. <laughs> and this, this, uh, he hasn't scored this low uh, since he was in Minnesota, 17. Oh, but- but, but Melvin, Melvin, you got to give him credit. He's locking up Brown and Tatum. And that's why he's he can't score. Yeah, well, no Tatum's soft. Tatum's soft. So. Yeah, both of them. Yeah, yeah. I, I like Brown a little better. Tatum is soft. But Clay Thompson, Green, and those guys, when they guard um, Tatum and Brown, because I was rooting for the Celtics, they be locking them up one-on-one. But see, what, my, my thing with, with Golden State is you, you actually have some guys that can play pretty good defense that need to yeah. start. They need to they need to start a four a four guard lineup, and they need to make sure they get Peyton and Kuminga in their rotation. Wait, wait, wait. they gotta have Looney. Looney changed that whole series when they put him in. That, that series changed. Yeah, he he gotta start at the five. That, that's that's no doubt. Yeah. No doubt. But listen, but here's here's Iggy right. He averaged 16, 6, and four. Right, they say he played in six games, but he started three of them. When he started the three games, he started he averaged twenty seven and twenty point seven rebounds, four assists. Hmm. Oh, Iggy. <laughs> ready. This year? Nah, when he came into the uh, that that uh, that Cleveland Cavs series, and then you look at LeBron. LeBron went from like fifty percent from the field the way down to like forty percent, bro. Mm. Like his numbers. When, when, when LeBron hurt at the time? Nah, nah, he wasn't hurt. Nah, he wasn't hurt. He was good. I saw he's playing hurt. Huh? We we was that? Two thousand fifteen. He's always hurt when he's losing. <laughs> and, and, and Steph Curry, Steph Curry averaged 26, 26, 5, and 6. He was crying, no mean he was he hurt. Got wrong, he shot, he shot, he shot 44, 88% from the free throw line, 44% from the field, and 38% from three. Yeah, he got wrong. 38% from three, 44% from the field. Nah, 38% Nigga, was, good. It was not for Steph Curry. But on that day, yeah, he was averaging like 54, 54% from the field from three. He went down to 38%. It was the finals. He probably had two bad games. Uh, now you, uh, now you make it. 38%, that's pretty good. Listen, listen, they got all the stats right here. Let me pull this shit up. Yeah, basketball reference. Pull that up. That's what I was using. I was right here on this one right here. You see it? 
Yeah, but Kerry does disappear in the biggest moment. Committed more turnovers, 28-6, had a low effective field goal percentage, 54%, and a slightly low true shooting percentage of 58 than a good dog. You know what I'm saying? That's okay. all. Yeah, yeah, come on, man. But yeah, so yeah, you uh, saying he deserved the MVP? <laughs> that, uh, that's what I, I – okay, he did good as a role player. But 12, you saying he, he deserved to get the basket. MVP, yo. What, what that, that's that? hard uh, for me to – What you said, uh, Sosa? Yeah, I don't – yeah, I don't really see anything – yeah, I don't see anything where the battle is justified. I don't know what argument that's trying What are you trying to take away from Steph Curry by saying that? It's like Steph, Steph Curry, like his, his a, he a transcendent talent. Like he changing up the whole how you draft players and all kinds of shit. Yeah. Yeah, that's cute and all, but that nigga ain't going to make a nigga Jordan. <laughs> shit. Cute? We talking about LeBron. Hey, huh? I'm so sorry. Huh? He's yeah, to the Byron. Look, oh, hold on. Ma- Put ma- in ma- the back chat. Oh, hold on. Uh, 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 what's the boy name? Um, Kyrie Irving did his fucking thing in that final, right? Yeah. Ain't no, he did way better than fucking Iguodala. <laughs> Ain't no way they was going to give that Nigga LeBron average a triple double share, but he would have got I don't it. Gi- I, I don't give a fuck. You can't listen, ignore. Listen, all all's, um, Kyrie Irving did was did a good fucking job as a role player. Nah, That's shit. my point. Nah. So you're saying that if LeBron would have, LeBron averaged, okay, so, so LeBron averaged a triple double, didn't Trump? Kyrie shit. It did, like, it, it, wow. it did. So you saying Steph Curry numbers don't trump dollar numbers? He did they trump, do. but, but but they looking at the fact that how the game changed once Iguodala started to line up. They looking at now, his now, look at how the plus, game changed. Plus he defended look, LeBron. They looking at the whole, whole look world. at how the game changed in the crucial moments. Who hit them shots? Kyrie did. But that nigga ain't winning the MVP. Nah, what the he, fuck were they nah, wrong? He hit that one shot. Like he was no, like was niggas, was that It was niggas that will argue <laughs> that Kyrie should have been the MVP. Why he ain't get it? Why you niggas ain't saying Kyrie should have been the MVP? Because LeBron, 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 LeBron averaged a triple double. Shit, LeBron went out, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, that's right. But Kyrie went off too. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, but Kyrie didn't lock. He won the fucking game. Yeah, yeah, but Steph Curry numbers dropped though, Chef. The nigga Yo, was he Steve was unanimous was MVP. The best player, he still was the best player on the winning uh, on the winning team. Uh, but but what, what about what Steph? Steph is a defensive liability. You know all day long. Oh, you know what I'm saying? Oh. But, but Iguodala was uh, uh locking up LeBron. Right, he never locked LeBron no, up. He, 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 slow, he slowed him down. I wonder yo, he locked him. Yo. He definitely slowed him down. Yo, like 10% for like 50 something. Yo, yo, the man was wore out. He was playing by himself. Hey, <laughs> hey I don't know. All he... his teammates got hurt. He, yeah, was, he was lifting. Playing by himself. He was doing yeah. the heavy lifting by himself. Hey, hey. He man, no got there. Get that point. Chef, he was on the court, bro. We can't make excuses for them. Oh, the man lace him up, so and he got on the court. <laughs> y'all forgetting how that shit really went. I ain't forgetting. Oh, I remember that shit, bro. I lost about $200 on that game. I, I, I remember yeah. that shit. Kyrie <laughs> got hurt. Love got hurt. This nigga was out there with Della Dover in them, yo. 
Got that J.R. Smith throwing the ball out of bounds. And Timothy Moss golf. Them niggas was balling, shit. Yeah, that nigga was up 2-1, though. Hey, hey, look, man. All right, we got about 40. We wait until we get about 50 to get started, <laughs> you know. I feel your pain, though, Shell. I feel your pain. But yeah, my man got robbed, yeah. We got to go with the experts, bro. Ain't no experts in that. The consensus was uh, <laughs> Iguodala. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, and, and Steph Curry ain't getting no votes, yo. That's some bullshit. <laughs> that nigga was unanimous MVP, and LeBron ended up been unanimous MVP. That's some bullshit. Why, why would LeBron be unanimous MVP? Mine was LeBron was much more dominant than Steph Curry. That year, Steph, them years, yeah, Steph Curry nah, nah. was the, winning the MVP. Chef got his name, Chef Curry. Yeah, them, that, them years, Steph Curry was winning the MVP. You saying LeBron was better than him? Yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Nah. Them years, Steph, well, Steph won an MVP. The only Niggas one, was watching only, the game. The only finals Niggas he won. Niggas was watching basketball because Steph Curry. The only finals he won when he won an MVP is the one when Kyrie and Kevin Love were hurt before the finals. The other one, Steph Curry made the NBA fun to watch again, yo. Nah, I disagree with that. Nah, nigga, I was watching it. Yeah, that's Cap. No, it ain't. We made the shit fun again. That's bro. Yo, who got the most old jersey? You know what I'm Who more popular today? Steph Curry. Nah, yeah. I don't think so. Uh, I think LeBron's still probably LeBron more popular still. With, 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 with the younger, with the younger generation, they love Steph Curry more. <laughs> yeah, but I'm talking about worldwide. Yeah, worldwide, worldwide, LeBron. LeBron yeah, right, more let me ask this question: Who they want play? What other GMs trying to do? Now, who they want to play like LeBron or Steph Curry? Which one? Steph what? <laughs> who well, they want to like? They want to. Who LeBron want to play with? Who do right. LeBron said he want to play with? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. He ain't arguing. That's well, shit. Well, well, Steph open up his game. Steph Curry, Curry wanting to play with KD. Nah, you nah, yeah. Uh, LeBron has the most selling jersey. Hey, uh, hey, Chef. I don't know about that. Chef, if 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 James Harden sells more jerseys, if Curry was that nigga, he would have did it without Durant. That nigga knew. LeBron, they wasn't good enough to be. They had to get goddamn uh, KD, nigga. LeBron was an issue. Yo, know, the nigga was a free agent. Why wouldn't they? Man, try to get nigga, they flew out to nah, his nah, shit. Like nigga, please, nigga, like come join nah. the squad. I, I saw that article the other day. Uh, Draymond Green was in the parking lot crying, <laughs> begging KD to come to Golden State. <laughs> All three of Clay, goddamn Steph, and uh, Draymond yeah, they, was begging KD. They to jumped come on the plane and flew out the way. You know was that? Yeah. Yeah, talking about ring chasing, boy. They were chasing it in. That nigga ain't had to join. <laughs> if he was the shit, he had to join them. What the fuck? Y'all tripping? Yeah, they knew like this. This gonna give us the trump card over LeBron. Now, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, they it, was it, up three man, one they, on they, LeBron and them. Right, was y'all act like they couldn't, and the shit came down to one fucking shot, yo. Yeah. So y'all acting like they got that they that, that they couldn't compete. Like that's a fuck. That's cap right there. Nah, we ain't like they took the feet. One, it, it I mean, went seven games, and it came down to the last fucking shot, yo. They didn't what, get what, fucked up. What was yeah. like? Obviously, obviously yeah, they, they, didn't think they could. They can get it done because they wanted petition for this guy to, to join their squad, even though they just won what seventy, what seventy one games, seventy three games. Yeah, yeah. So even with that, they broke the. NBA record for the most wins in, in the in the regular season, and they still needed KD. 
to beat LeBron. That's because Harrison Barnes. Wait, that's because Harrison Barnes sold him out. Harrison Barnes playing like shit in the finals. Yeah, but Draymond, Draymond played better though. Draymond was like Draymond was kind of on fire. I think Draymond was probably having like 1920 that series and shit. Harrison Barnes sold him out, so he's like, fuck that. We got you guys great place this nigga. And KD was the only superstar that was like available. Shit, the the most talked to superstar like shit. Hey, yeah, they got Wiggins and went right back. So that, that just let you know that it wasn't hey, they ain't went right back. No, no, that's that's right Thompson back. was hurt. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. No, it wasn't it wasn't Wiggins to get. I mean, I think right like how they got here right now is they took a gamble of Jordan Poole. Jordan Poole all day long. And GP GP the second is killing it too. Yeah, yeah, hell yeah. Hell yeah. Although Wiggins did step up, you know what I'm saying? Finally. Yeah, he stepped up. Where he's going to play, where he's going to be beneficial at is yeah. defensively. But Poole was lighting it up like down at 20 when Steph was out. But that's why I said they need to they need to run a full guard lineup. Have have Looney at the five and then rotate between uh Clay and, and Steph and, and Poole and uh GP2, even throw in Moody in there a little bit. They gotta mix it up. Yeah. Yeah, like I just want what what I'm saying if um if they lose this series though. If they lose, do we stop having this goddamn Steph Curry conversation? It's over with. It gotta be, man. It gotta be over with. Oh hell yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, 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 that's a wrap. <laughs> I feel like Boston got the better team, but they they yeah, young, they, they definitely do got the better team. They're more balanced too. Yeah. Yeah, but they're young and they they're kind of goofy. Like yeah, yeah. They, they settle the three balls with way too much. Uh, and you know, and Marcus Smart inconsistent and shit. What is that? Oh, nah. Very inconsistent. Yeah, they, it seemed like like their, their their offensive schemes are not aren't that great. Boston's problem is they got a young they got a new coach. Yeah, and all the people like to say, "Hey, he's on the." You know, from the pop, from the school of pop, it doesn't mean nothing. This guy was the backup for Manny Ginobili. It's not a guarantee that he's going to be an excellent coach. And right now, he like the last game, he, he missed the opportunity to take um, some timeouts that uh, a coach with some experience would have taken. That's a part of being a new coach, because you know he did a good job compared to where it started from, right? Because when you look at um Phoenix like, Phoenix last year, the coach fucked it up. Like, how are you going to just let Giannis just? Damn it, Irish 50 a game. Like, you ain't got no, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, think, I, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't blame, I don't blame that coach for huh? that. I blame, I blame Chris Williams. Paul for that. That was horrible, man. I blame why, Chris why Paul. Why you blame Chris that. Paul? Because Chris Paul always gets in his own way. He always does. Man, Chris Paul was like, we need to form a wall. We need to wall that nigga off. But he was like, nah, we finna let um, Aiden, Aiden play on one on one. Aiden can't play defense. Aiden got eight. He got eight guys, got in foul trouble, dunking all over. Man, she was ugly. Yeah, that's why they that's why they signing him his max right now. Yeah, he, yeah. He entitled yeah. he entitled for a max. They finna do the sign and release. Let's see if somebody got the money for him. And I don't think anybody got the money for him. I've been looking at the contracts on spotrack.com. Ain't nobody got the money for him. They're gonna have to sign the release. That's a waste. Wow. Yeah, it ain't worth it. It ain't worth it. I wouldn't get that money either. Yeah, nah, no, 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 no. I try to. I, t- I mean, I would. I would say go for John Collins in Atlanta because he don't want to be there. But they just signed him to him. I don't like John Collins. Yeah, me either. Yeah, he, he, yeah. He, but he's better than DeAndre. He plays better defense yeah. and he out rebounds. 
Did you Jack lose his? Look, John Collins, he's actually good. He's just on the wrong team. That's all. Exactly. Exactly. But, but if you get John Collins for eight, you're going to lose a center. Like, John Collins is a power forward. Like, they would have to, they still have to go out and get a center. I don't care about that. Shit, ATL going to level up, though. They get eight. But they don't, they don't. Yeah, they had to get they, rid they of, they got to get rid of uh, John and goddamn the good nigga with the spatula hands. I can't remember his name. The center with a spatula can. Capella? Capella? No, no way. Nah, I'm not getting Capella. Nah, because they can't play. If they trade him, they can't get. They can't keep eight man Capella. Capella can't play. That nigga making too much money to come off the bench. Nah, he'll start. Power forward alongside eight. Yes, yes. Yeah, and he should jump shots anyway. Yeah, yeah, Aiden does, but nigga Capella, yeah. I, I think them niggas will break them niggas' ankles out there. Capella, Capella out on the perimeter. Shit. Yeah, I mean Cleveland not. got away with it, but they do a little yeah. more yeah. You know what? Later on, everybody in the chat, you guys have been uh, uh diligent listening to some of these conversations we've been having on linguistics. We're going to ask some questions, right? Just like we, we asked Team Osiris, the 10 questions. We're going to put some questions in the chat. And the first people that answer these questions, we're going to send out some exclusive sort of awards for those. So you guys, you guys uh, get, your, get your thinking caps on for that uh, as, we start a, as we move into the, uh, the conversation. I remember one time CK did a quiz and shit. We had gave, uh, she had gave away like a couple of Mossy books and shit. Yeah, yeah, we got it. Man, time, man, how time, man, how time flew. Right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, but this, this isn't. I don't want to give out. You know what I want to give out to you. This is going to be your selection, right? You know, in this is the book of your choice, right? For the exactly for the for the for the people that answer the questions first. This is book of your choice. We're gonna do that. Uh, it took asked linguistics questions. It'll be the, the questions for some some of these these conversations we've been having over the last week or so. <clears throat> so it may be some linguistics questions, maybe something else. But yeah, question like is exactly. a phylum is a phylum synonymous with family? No, yes or no. No, by, no, no, yes or no questions. Right? <laughs> yeah, true or false? That's true or false. This will be, you know, and, and this this will be book of your choice. It has to be available off Amazon. So we'll do three of those questions for those that are interested in participating. Hell yeah. Hell yeah, Unc started us off with the goddamn Chef Curry goddamn shit. That shit crazy. Yeah, yeah, Unc was wilding. Yeah, he he jumped over Kobe, Dwayne Wade, all these guys. Yeah, he just leaped for all niggas. I was like, God <laughs> damn. <laughs> he ain't even won an MVP yet. Yeah. <laughs> right. He didn't, he didn't win the series. Yes. He fucking up. Yeah, we gotta get Chef to load up uh we chef to load up the other two videos tomorrow. Man, that shit was uh that shit was very educational. I ain't gonna lie. You know hey yo, Chef gonna pull his hair out if uh Wiggins averaged 40 points through two games and they win. I <laughs> simply made a scientific prediction. So he is stating his claim. He laid down the reason why he assumed so. And the championship, come, come, he win it. 
then his scientific predict, then his, then his hypothesis and theory would be sound because it includes a, a prediction. You see, we're just going through the scientific process. Now, if yeah, he loses, nah, listen, if Chef win a championship in the MVP, then we can start to have the conversation about yeah. how he, <laughs> no, but he still don't just leapfrog. Today. Wait, hold, hold no, on. No, 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 no. According to Ang's hypothesis, he laid down why he thinks Steph Curry is amongst the greatest. I do not know if um, if there is any greatest after Michael Jordan, but it remains to be seen because Ang's hypothesis contains a prediction which is which is which is scientifically sound and valid if steph curry wins the championship wins the mvp then Ang, Ang's, Ang's theory and hypothesis uh, has a sound validity yeah. and is is now worthy of 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 uh, steph curry being in the discussion amongst oh. the greats no, which should include uh, Kobe Bryant, by the way. Oh, no. But you can't argue with the scientific process. You yeah. have to it's wait until his prediction is proven. Hey, look, you, look. You, you, you funny late show. Yeah, we, we, we're not trying to uh, sell a barbecue. No, don't say it. Don't say it. Don't say it. Don't <laughs> late say it. show. I just typed it in the chat. He cold blooded for that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't want to say it. All. I don't want to say it all this straight. Late yes, show. Like, we, we, let's spare them brothers that book. He right. still got to win it. He still got to win it, gentlemen. Before we can acclaim any credibility to Ang's hypothesis. Until then, the man has his hypothesis. It's a sound no, argument. And you can't beat him up too much. I, I think know. I'm speaking. I think I'm speaking in French. So I didn't say that Steph Curry was the greatest player. I said he's the greatest <laughs> shooter hold in on, the you, game. Hold on, you speak French? Huh? Yeah, I, mean, I, you speak I thought I said that. <laughs> man, I was yeah, wrong with yeah. that. Yeah, Am I wrong? Yeah. Yeah, I'm wrong. Uh, we said say this. You you you, you threw out Jordan, right? And then everybody was like, whoa, whoa, yeah, yeah, like yeah, Jordan, yeah, yeah, LeBron, and then he started naming. Killed y'all. Nah, it's the yeah. it's LeBron. Killed y'all. I was saying in that in that in, in that atmosphere with where, where you just can take over a game. That's what I meant. Yeah, I tell you what. Like he's that. Tell you what. Where do you rank? Where do you rank Steph now? Top five. Uh, okay. Uh, top I'm, number I'm, one. I'm asking, um, is he top five? Yes. Not yet, but he's getting there. But he's the greatest <laughs> shooter in the history of the game, though. I'm going to say that. Okay. You see, Ray Allen was there before him, but he was on top five guy. No, yeah. no I'm going to ask you again. Is he the greatest shooter in the history of basketball? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Right. Now, he's starting to be a closer now. He's closing like, niggas two out. Games? No, I mean, come on. How many championships you got already? Y'all want to play? How many championships? No, but he wasn't closing those games out, though. No, it was KD. I never said he was. I didn't say he was. But how many many championships the man got? He got three. Because we can't. Okay. All right. So we're going to wait it out. We're going to wait it out. But I mean, just his whole thing is different now. Look at him. Y'all going to see tonight. Mm hmm. You think Chef Top 10? You put him Top 10? Yeah. It got to be. If you're the number one shooter. Nah, he's man. Game. He could be the number one shooter. How many? How many times? How many years he lead the league in scoring? Like, I think y'all forget. Man. I think y'all forgetting something, though. 
He revolutionized the game. The man changed the dynamics of the game. Yeah, he did. Change again. Yeah, he did change the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He changed the game completely. So if you're able to change the dynamics of the game, you're yeah, in the conversation of greatness. Nah, nah, I don't mean. Yeah, do you mean that? White okay, chocolate changed some of the game too, though. Yeah, you got to, you got to lead the league. Oh, you got to lead oh, the league. Chocolate. You need all star fans. White chocolate. Oh, you made that up. White chocolate did. Are you serious? Yeah, you made that up. Yeah, you cra- yeah, he had a bunch of white boys trying to ball like him. Yeah, AI changed oh, the game. They had the bad AI move. They had to the, yeah. like, nah, you can't do this shit. Nah, we got the <laughs> hey, bad AI. Hey man, that nigga move like AI nope. definitely changed the game. <laughs> <laughs> he changed the face of the NBA. Right. They think he banned his move. The nigga Steph Curry got like the best skill set. And how much shots nah, nah, nah. been I, taken and, and the three-point game and how it's evolved. They're, they're, they're complete uh, breakdowns on, on these documentaries on how Steph Curry has evolved the game of basketball. Yeah, yeah, nobody's arguing. In the discussion of the greatest. Nah, nobody's arguing about him. Nobody's arguing about him changing the you game. You can't put like, more no, pressure on no, the defense. No, none of those experts put Steph top five. Nobody does. You know what I'm saying? Like, like I, I, in terms of pure skill set, though, yeah, yeah, he's not I think Kyrie Irving, I think Kyrie Irving has, in terms of pure skill set, is a more skilled basketball player. He, he, yeah, mm. he, he, wait, he's but more skilled, you, but he's not more affected as, as Stephen Curry. You, right, like that don't even make sense right there. Yeah, when, I, you I say, when you say top five, you're saying top five all time. You got to look at the, what the qualifications are. You're just saying top five point guards. You know what? You got an argument. But right. top five overall? Nah. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, because you got Mike, LeBron, and Kobe right there. That's, that's the first three. But I mean, I mean, even in let's look at top that, five man. point guards. Let's look at top five point guards. People forget about the records that Oscar Robinson had that LeBron's been breaking. Yeah, like people forget just how good he was. There really is a lot of good dudes, but I mean, like you said, it's, we didn't change the game. Like moving forward, people still trying to catch up to Golden State right now. Like, like moving forward, everybody trying to. Six day team like these dudes, they taking the center off the court completely. Like that's and LeBron ain't that. Yeah, yeah, they kind of as did, good as, as good as he did, was. LeBron kind of they kind of did did that, like because you understand, like when they had the big three in Miami, Chris Bosh played center. He was they, they kind of did. Dude. He was a power, but they forward. didn't do it like that. Yeah, yeah, like power forward. <laughs> yeah they, they was really small with that motherfucker. They were just Chris they had power forwards to handle the ball before LeBron. None. Not like that. Like, Anthony who, Mason, like the closest. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they, they did. It was, it, it was definitely in the game, yeah, but Anthony people shooting Mason forty feet jump nice, shots. Bro. That was that's new. Like you name one. I don't know. It's so what you mean? Like you just said one yourself. Andy Mason. We it's saw Larry. Like that dude a bunch of times. No, 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 no. Larry, Larry Bird used to. Larry Bird used to handle the ball at the four position. Like I'm saying that that skill itself is not point forward. Point forward. Yeah, point forward. I just said. Yeah, he did, he handed the ball sometimes. I'm like point. LeBron ran like point forward. Now like, Anthony Mason ran the ball up full court fast as hell. Like like uh, yeah yeah. Draymond. Kevin yeah. Garnett didn't do that. Kevin Garnett walked the ball up. He he, he ain't push it. Yeah. Right. I, all I'm saying is that there's not like LeBron did it at a at a high level, but it's not unique, right? Like yeah, this yeah. dude Steph Curry right, is it's completely not unique. unique. It's not. 
Only thing my step is the long range threes, bro. Like niggas taking the long deep threes, like. But you still I'm not. Like, but you still not disagreeing with me. He he is unique. Like cool. nobody can shoot from that far and dribble that well. Like yeah, he got defensive I mean, problems. What wasn't the Scotty a point forward? Yeah, no, he's yeah, he's small forward. Yeah, yeah, small. You're just making my point. I'm saying like there's nothing. There's nothing new about that. Like, he, did. he did. He did. Yeah, he did. He did his thing. I'm not disagreeing that he changed it. I think he changed the game. I'm not, that's not, hey, I'm, not I'm biased. You know who was fit? Kevin Garnett. He was a point forward. Nah, nah, nah. Yeah. I'm not buying yeah. that. Not, not to he that did degree, it all though. The time. Not to that degree, though. Nah, nah. He did sometimes. He not to that degree, though. Not to the degree like Bro, that. he he had like five or six seasons straight with like five or six. But like years. you inside of what you're saying, you saying, you were like, he LeBron, did do it. LeBron like, averaged like seven, seven to eight assists per game per season for like. I'm, but, 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 but that's that's an exception. I'm saying. Look at look at look at Garnett and how he plays. Yeah, I mean, I get, I get it. His assistant. I mean, why, 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 so, assist why do you think he was so successful in Boston? If you if he wouldn't but, at least but, average five or more assists in Boston, but, they wouldn't but, have won. Yeah, but but all assists, half court assists. Yeah, all assists. Yeah, exactly. All assists are equal. He was, he was just a good passer, like yeah. from, from the top. Like he get the ball free throw line, extended. Right, then what about back. Chris Webber? Same situation. Okay, yeah, yeah. Now I, I'll go with that one. He yeah, now Chris, yeah, yeah. yeah. Now he was a power, he was a point four. Yeah, power four point guard. Yeah, Garnett was too. Nah, so nah, 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 nah. Hell no. Weber was the man. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I was a big Weber fan coming out of Weber. Garnett, Garnett, average more assistant. I can't play with Weber. I can't play with Weber on my team. You like Weber? I can't in, in, in the most precious moments, yo. He frees up. Yeah, he, he did it in college money. and he did yeah, it in pro. Yeah, that broke no, my no, heart. no, no, no. At the top, at the top notch moments where the pressure situation cracks. Yeah, I can't have a player like that, yo. You great the whole game, and then and then we need you the most. You crack and give up. You you, you traveled in college, and then you down. What the hell you did in the pros? You crazy? <laughs> you had the Lakers, yeah, the, barbecue chicken. The timeout, that wasn't a timeout. Call a timeout. Yeah, yeah. Time love. Walk, travel, the whole nine yards. Yeah. And, and I love Weber game. Now, and he struggled against seven too. footers too, defensively. Yeah, he, he was a serious yeah, guy. He was soft, and you know he, he was a soft power for defensively wise. Yeah, he wasn't playing. He was a beast though. He didn't Hall of Fame yet. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hall of Fame. No NBA Hall of Fame ain't as tough, God <laughs> Oh, that ain't, oh wow. A lot of niggas get. Now, I ain't saying he don't deserve it, but, you know, like, like, like when you look at Draymond Green's numbers, I mean, he's going to make the Hall of Fame, and I agree he's, he's important, but he's going to be like seven, seven, and seven Hall of Fame. <laughs> like, that shit going to look crazy, man. I ain't even front. Like, seven, seven, is, look. That's just Las Vegas numbers. Yeah. You know, how many, how many? Yo, how many uh look at Draymond Green's stats? Yo, yo, how many assists he had? Who? Like six or so. Come on. Draymond? Y'all know that, right? Yeah. Yeah, now his number's not impressive at all. Yeah, at all, bro. Are you, are you talking about just this year? Throw up looking at a career. A career wise? Yeah. The average? Yeah. Yeah. Uh how many all um, defensive teams you got? Yeah, five, he five assists got... career wise. All defensive is seven. Dude, do you, he got, wait, do you wait, all hear that? Is y'all sure? Wait, 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 wait. But is it team one and team two or team three? What's the same thing? Huh? 
Yeah, because I, I, I don't think it was all defensive one. I don't think it was that one. I think it might be two oh. or three. Nah, man. He made two two this year. Y'all see? Yeah. Seven times all defensive. Wait, now click that. Because cause you got team one, team two, and team three. And I believe a four. It don't matter which team you on, y'all. Yeah, now nah, it matters. No, it don't. Not really. Yes, it does. Get the extra money. Yeah, over if I click it, doesn't do anything. Nah, it definitely matters because, like, you have all team offense one, and LeBron is that, and you got a three, and that's like probably Lillard or somebody. Like, but... okay, so here's Yo, the Lillard's words. Stop it, uh, let's see. Defensive player of the year, 16 17. Mm, I do, yeah. Mm hmm. Okay. Let's see. Yeah. That's under the year, yo. Yeah, my man don't have Yeah, but I mean, we ain't gonna throw Marcus Smart in there. Yeah, you see the rankings? Like, he like 89th in ranks. Uh, nah, hell no. He 90, 150. Nah. It's hard to make it if you don't score, man. <laughs> Robin, he, two people. He's gonna get in there, like, though. He's gonna get in there. That don't score that you know he in there. Man, that means he's doing something, yo. Yeah, but numbers wise, he don't deserve it. Yeah, his numbers don't look crazy. Yeah, even, even even his Hall of Fame probability is sixty percent. Um, yeah, I think he'll make it. He like a high average free throw shooter. Probably shoot like twenty percent for goddamn three. <laughs> like, <laughs> worse than that. Uh, like, y'all crazy man. It's just imprint on the game, yo. Yeah, I mean, I get it, but he ain't never like with a double digit rebounder. Like he just I do mean, rebound. Like, how many how many I, rebounds he had? Let's see how many rebounds. Like, he had. Did that ever his career? Yeah. Uh huh. For his career average, mm-hmm. six point nine. Mm. Come on, big time. <laughs> yeah, his best, his best, his best rebound the year was uh fifteen sixteen. What what was it? Uh, so, nine point five. Okay, nine point five. Great. It's tough. I don't know, man. That's Draymond Green, man. Can't. Uh, he was yeah. playing better. He, he was playing numbers, better. He had good numbers, fifteen and sixteen. Right. That was his best year. Oh, my like, God. Hey. I mean, God damn. Man. Look at that shit. 2013, 2.9, 6.2, 4, 10, 11, 7, 8, 7, 7. Damn. The most steroids wore off or something. Hey, God, man. Yeah, now nah, look at yep. the percentage. Yeah, see, 81, 66, 66, 69. They got a 77, then it kind of fluctuated again. This year. Yeah, yeah, his free throw was good. After, what happened to him? He could shoot at one point, then he just became terrible. Because he, he, he realized how he fit. His fit wasn't to be the, the, the score on this team. His yeah. fit was to be, you know, the point forward, but also to, like, set – Set screens and just be a, a dog on defense. Like yeah, he had a respectable enough three point shot that but that, niggas didn't right. lay off. Well, you at least had to respect him and run out there. Now niggas like nah, right, right. But, but I mean, like, like think about how he played when he was in college. He carried that to the, his first year. But once he realized how he was fit on his team, especially with the likes of you know the Splash Brothers, he had to adjust. Like all great players do, they adjust. 2015-2016, he shot. 38% from three. That was high as average, and it dropped to 30, 30, 20, and into the 20s and shit. Dang. Yeah. 
Draymond with the block. Draymond with the block. Nah, he ain't no crazy. damn Ben Simmons. What you talking about? Yeah, with the shot. He like Ben Simmons with the shot. Draymond with the block. Why y'all talking crazy? <laughs> Why y'all talking crazy? You really going to say he touched that? Meanwhile, he even jumped that high. I hope they show the replay. Meanwhile, he going to foul out. They going to foul out. I'm out the gym. I'll get a tech. All right. They're going to run him out the gym. Clay Thompson got his legs back for the day. Uh, Looney. Oh, let me see. Push him. Yeah, let me see what happened real quick while we're doing this. Bah, shit. Looney got Tatum on line. God damn. He got Tatum on. Ooh, that's a good. Ooh, rip. rip. Tatum was another one, man. He ain't ready yet, man. Nah, nah, yeah, he's not ready. Nah, he ready. If Boston wins the series, he's got got the uh, MVP. Elvin, I think if he, I think if he would have seen him, Jalen Brown might get it. Yeah, I think Brown did enough to get it. Yeah. All right, said so. Nah, nah, Brown played sloppy that last game, especially his ball handling. Tatum played sloppy damn it, every game. Yeah, like six nah, nah, Brown was especially sloppy. Yeah, the, the last two possessions that he had, he could have easily scored, but that that defense showed him though. Yeah, yeah. Well, they, they both was on lockdown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I gotta work on his damn ball handling skills. This nigga ball handling. But they, the pro- yeah. boss's problem is they don't have a deep shooter. Yeah, at all. Yeah, and they need a and Marcus Smart is not a real point a uh, point guard. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he is. Nah, he's not. He played play in college. Yeah, yeah no, but he was Ooh. way better in college though, as far as yeah. the score. Oh, of course, yeah, of course. But I'm saying uh, Marcus Smart, he's not like a legitimate point guard. Oh no, no, no. Yeah, what happened to his game in college? He was a straight scorer. He was. He got in the pro. He got in the pro. Got in the pros and had a wake up call. Also, keep in mind, keep in mind, bias when he came into the league. Go, Draymond. Then they still have Rondo. They still had Rondo, so he wasn't really getting playing time like that. I don't know if they have. Oh, Clay. Oh, Clay should have hit that. Did they have Rondo? Yes. Let me uh. Talk about basketball all night. Oh, wait, nah, nah, nah. That? You can switch that. <laughs> Jump in, man. Five, it's, Forty-five it's, minutes it's in, you know. It's open conversation. Switch the combo. <laughs> no, no. You, you know, I'm just kind of you know curious in terms of like some of the I guess the previous conversations we were having because well, we, there's a new show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We, we transitioned. We moved directly into March. Uh, Lead the charge, bro. Not not, not March hey, madness. Hey, it's hey, running real night quick. madness. <laughs> Right. Hey, hey, real quick before Brandon, Brandon goes, uh, so a, uh, Smart came in 2014, 2015. That's his rookie year. Not at all. That's the same year. That's the same. That's his rookie year. So he was still playing with the, the big three. Oh, yeah? Wow. Nah, Marcus Smart went with the big three. Uh-uh. Hell no. I, I'm not, I don't accept that. But, Marcus but I, Smart I, could I, not I have do, played with the big three. I do three. have a question. Um. Oh, that's crazy. Marcus Smart, pretty all team. Oh, no, I know. No, he's gonna play with the big three, but Rondo yeah. is still there. I mean, yeah, Rondo. Yeah, yeah. All right, all right. He's been there for a long time. Yeah. yeah. He, he was the last to leave, right? Pierce got washed up pretty quick. Yeah. yeah he, I don't know why Pierce went to, to Brooklyn. He should have retired at the <laughs> South. He went to he went to Brooklyn. I didn't even know that. Yeah, he went to he yeah, went, he went, went to, to Brooklyn. Clinton. And he oh went to the Clippers. God. He was terrible. He was old. He couldn't move. So I knew I knew it was gonna work. Him and Garnett went to Brooklyn. Oh yeah, I remember. Yeah, yeah, because they, they got mad at Ray Allen, but they, they did the same thing. They left. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That was dumb. That was dumb. They didn't even make the money like that. That was that was, that was dumb. Yeah, you're right. I remember now. Anyway, they were terrible. 
Brandon, that's your chance. It was going on, Corey. Your chance to jump in, Brandon. You guys are the worst. Damn, Brandon. Damn, man. No, no, Corey, Corey, uh, peace, brother. He's just jumping in. And walking to Man, what's up, Melvin? What's up, Brandon? What's up to y'all? What's going on, bro? You and y'all earlier today. I'm biased. What's up, brother? I ain't seen you. Peace, bro. Yeah, I love what you did the other day, man. Right. Yeah, I, you know what though? You, you you know what inspired me though, right? Uh and Brendan can tell you. Uh, we watched the old school pseudo killers, right? Yeah. And yeah, you was going in on niggas a long time ago, right? You was on, you was on their head, uh, <laughs> yes, sir. Head. yes, sir. So yeah, I just want to give you it. That's why I, I, I forgot, but I wanted to give you a shout out yesterday. Right. Um, hey, my ranch, you know, niggas be interrupting me, so it fucked right. my flow up. You know what I mean? <laughs> hey, uh, boys, you remember when Sean had this year shit made the video and shit? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we should have knew. Yeah. Y'all should y'all tried to uh they tried to talk you out of that uh unbiased. They're like, oh no, he's just bullshitting, man. <laughs> well you really wouldn't have been offended if you would have heard it. You know what I'm saying? That's what they said to you. Yeah, yeah, nah, nah, that, that don't bother me. In hindsight, uh, you were right on point. No, no, I'm saying I'm saying like at the point at that time you was they was trying to tell you because you hadn't seen the video yet. Oh, oh yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I never seen it. Yeah, yeah. You you hadn't seen the video, and it was like, yeah, yeah. You won't be that offended if you actually watch the video. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was hilarious. Really? <laughs> yeah. You trying to set me up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, definitely, man. You was uh, you was definitely on your game, your A game. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's, the uh, uh, original pseudo killer, you know what yeah, I'm right. saying? Yeah, that's before, it. Before me, you know what I'm saying? Bias <laughs> is a pseudo killer before me, so you know what I mean? Just to let motherfuckers know what it really is, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So Yeah, uh, I think me and Chef came at the same time, or Chef might have been a couple days before me. Yeah, yeah. For sure. Hey, hey, Melvin. I, I, no, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Corey. I'm no, go ahead. Go ahead. Cut you off. No, no. Yeah. I, I had a um, a question because you know I, I you know we got brother Melvin on here. He's got the specific skill set and expertise um, mm. in the in these language phylums that we're talking about, right? So, so I, I had a question in terms of we talk about the six language phylums or the six language families, right? Mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. within within the Afroasiatic language phylum. Right. So my one of my question is uh, my, my biggest questions is in terms of like building out the proto, the proto language between those six separate families. Right. We won't name them. We won't name them right now. Right. Because that's okay. going to be a, that's going to be a subsequent question. I want to ask the chat in terms of like the little giveaway that we're going to do. Right. In, in terms of like the, the, the status in terms of, you know, the, the, the building out or the construction, the reconstruction of the proto, the proto languages between those six families, where where is modern lingui ling linguistics at um, in terms of building out the proto language in terms of those six families? Right. And the reason why I think that's important, because we always talk about 
you know, it was like, okay, well, we have to, we have to build out the proto-Afro-Asiatic, right? We have to build out, but as a prerequisite, we have to build out the proto-language for the, the families within the phylum, right? To begin with, right? The 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 sub the sub the sub language families right so in terms of where where you understand where what's the status of the, the building out the proto language in those six families? Uh, well, the the biggest problem with the reconstruction, the main problem, you know, like like mm -hmm. you know, most of us should know that linguistic families are classified based on location, mm -hmm. um, not ethnicity or race. Uh, so the biggest problem that they're having now is just the, the location of the homeland of Proto-Afroasiatic. There are some, you know, uh, there are assumptions about the location. Um, a lot of people are saying that uh, it takes place in uh, near the Omo Valley. Uh, some people are proposing that it's, that that land still exists in Northeast Africa, uh, but that's really the biggest problem uh, where they say that know that that begins uh that's kind of like why there's no consensus on that yet uh just because of a lot of people's hypothesis on the homeland for that that you, you got to solve that first to be able to determine uh everything else such as relationships and things like that but as of right now there's no agreed upon consensus on the homeland for proto afrasianic right right and, and again, this leads up to the first question inside the chat, and we're going to monitor the chat, right? What are what are the six language families, right, that are included inside of the Afro-Asiatic language phylum, right? So the first person that actually puts those six those six language families in there, you're gonna get a you're gonna get a prize there in terms of any book off Amazon of your selection of your choice. Only thing you got to do mm. is send me your email. Right, and I'll get I'll get the book and whatever book that you guys want, I'll send that to your uh, to your address. Right, so the six the six language families within the Afro Asiatic language phylum. That's a, that's our first uh, prize question. You guys should know that we've talked about this multiple times, right? You know, yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah. You guys go ahead. Yeah. Um. I'm sure you guys have heard us uh, talk about, matter of fact, you guys have probably heard Ngozi talk about one of those language families being uh, potentially disputed due to mm -hmm. um, just trying to, again, trying to find the origins of, of where their language comes from. Uh, I don't want to get that now yet. It's a contest. But uh, again, science is always evolving. It's always changing. And with technology, the changes are happening faster and faster and faster. So... Uh, hopefully, when it comes to linguistics, uh, technology will help advance the study of uh, African languages. Uh, I think, you know, Indo-European pretty much has been almost figured out. There's still some discrepancies that people tend to disagree with, especially within uh, you know, German. But I, I would think for the most part, you know, getting the rest of the languages on the world, uh, at least up to the status of completion like they have Indo-European would be sufficient, at least for, for the majority of the population that may be interested in linguistics. And that's, that's the problem now, it's just it's not enough research. Right, right. And we, we actually kind of talked on that. I don't, I don't um, know if you remember, we, we hit on, on some of the, the, I guess you would say, the, uh, the, 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 the difficulties or the challenges 
of, right, right. of reconstructing the the Afro Asiatic phylum er, on the earlier show on the uh, the lunchtime, right? Because again, yeah. we want to we want to make sure that we're we're sort of we're being fair, right? Hey, uh, yeah, as long as being honest, yeah. Hey, uh, hey, Brennan, it's a it's an actual new book that came out like in two thousand and eighteen. It's called Afroasiatic. It's called Proto Afroasiatic Data and Perspective, uh, written by John Benjamin. It's a pretty good book. Wow. Yeah, yeah, so um, I liked um, what my man Melvin said about you know science is a it's it's always advancing. It's it's always people are always adding new information um, to the body, right? Um, I, I've been uh, reading up on uh, some of the, well, I've been listening to some of the lectures that uh, Noam Chomsky uh, had to say about um, uh, what Greenberg's work, uh, what Greenberg brought to the table. And part of the part of the some of the components um, that were not uh, quite available um, was the neurological component, right? And so now nowadays um, we have a neurological component um, to, to add to um, to, to the data. Um, and, and 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 also with Greenberg, his his work was more so data driven than anything, right? So, you know, um, when you when when Noam Chomsky uh, or when this generation of linguists comes with the new tools and the new technology and add the the neuro neurological component to it, uh, what that did was confirm um, some of the things that that um, uh, was already established uh, within the linguistic field. You know what I mean? It didn't overturn anything. Uh, what it did was it, it helped confirm and it answered some questions when you add the neurological component to it. You know what I'm saying? So I, I just I just wanted to add that to, to what y'all were saying. Right, we got our we got our brother uh, what YG2K, I think he he's got a he's got an acceptable answer that I'll take. You know, there's there's one correction I would take. He he mentioned he said Kush, Chad, Berber, Egyptian, Semitic, and he says uh, Osmotic, right? But I'll take that as a correct answer, the Osmotic. So we'll, we'll, you you slid in the door with the Osmotic. <laughs> Right, so so yeah, send me your PO box or your address to that uh, brendan.sim.a at gmail, and whatever book selection you want off Amazon.com, I'll send that to your location, brother. For sure. Yeah, and and also it's Christian. Don't don't use Chris because the oh, Hebrews yeah. are coming around the That's corner. That's what I'm saying. Like, we, 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 we letting the brother we letting the brother <laughs> slide in the door, right? right. You know, for sure. Right. Right. This it's the spirit of the answer, right? Right. Uh, right. It's, that's some of my my old professors, right? They 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 honor the spirit of what I was <laughs> trying to uh to, to answer. So since they gave me credit, I'll give the brother credit as well. Right. <laughs> for, sure, for sure. Yeah. Hey, Brendan. Uh, congratulations. Peace, huh? congratulations, YG. Right. Peace, right. y'all. I've been, I've been 
tuned out for a while, um, so I'm not sure exactly where the conversation is, but I do want to ask um, a question, if I can. Um, I think the, the Team Osiris guys are still here. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, Melvin and mm -hmm. Geechee is here. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's what's up. Um, so from what I looked at with the, with the linguistic stuff, right, um, a lot of it um, stems from... <laughs> Hamitic and, and and Semitic, um, and you know my understanding is that these are these are religious stuff. That these are terms that come from from the Bible, Ham and Shem, and I'm wondering why that's acceptable, and in terms of being called science, and and just what is it like? If you can try and just explain to me why they use biblical terms to to um you know, to name the, the different um, branches of, of those languages and, and why is it not frowned upon? I mean, I mean they just they just coined terms. I mean, it's the same reason why we use the term, uh, uh, you know, mitochondria Eve or uh, paternal Adam and shit like that. You know what I'm saying? Just, you know, coin terms. Hey, hey Gitti, even uh, terms like uh, Negroid and Caucasoid when it comes to the field of anthropology, those terms like Asiatic, are outdated terms of the fields, but for classification purposes. Again, that's the difference between the professional and the layman. The professional has to properly classify things. And so they would use those terms, those outdated terms for classification. But to answer his question, um, at the time, most, most linguists, uh, when the field was you know, starting to open up, even back to like the 1800s, most linguists were Germans. Um, but when the Semito-Semitic, um, you know, came in, it, again, it was based on uh, Semitic speakers trying to uh, point out that, you know, again, the, the, the validity of the Bible. Uh, and so uh, if you remember the quote I read when we first did our first show, and I read that long quote by Chris, uh, uh, Joseph Greenberg uh, from his, his book from 1955, he clearly lays out that, uh, these bases uh, for Hamites and uh, Negro and Semitics are based out of race. They're not based out of linguistic assessment. They're based out of race classifications. And even within the race classification, it's inaccurate. So this is why he completely dismissed it. He completely re removed any validity to it. And this is why he chose the name Afroasiatic simply to not replace, but to completely remove the stigma of the past. Uh, so you may hear the term Semitic now, but again, like I said earlier, Semitic and Asiatic are outdated terms. You don't call anybody by those terms, but in the field of study, you can use those terms. And again, when, when, when linguists say Semitic, they're meaning Semitic speakers within that region, not giving any validity to the Bible, but just for classification purposes. I know that can be confusing sometimes, but again, that's the difference between a professional in the field and a layman. There's certain things you won't understand unless we actually do the research and study and understand from their perspective. Right. So he didn't he didn't necessarily um, change like move stuff from one phylum to another. He just no. changed the titles. The reason why he didn't move uh, families. Uh, or languages from one family to another is because the, the relationships cannot be disputed. 
the, the relationships between African languages and Semitic speaking languages is, is there. It's obvious and it's been proven consistently even today. Uh, so he's not getting rid of that. He's saying that from, an, from a linguistic perspective, we cannot use those terms because those terms are, again, have no race, they have no base because they're based on race and they have no linguistic grounds. I can read that quote if y'all want. Uh, it's a very, it's a very long quote, but I think it's key to understand. You, you, you know, here's, so here's an example. Let, let me, uh, I'm going to share something as well, right? This is from Diakonov, right? And we you know we, we always mention the, uh, the Russian linguists here. Mm -hmm. And I think, mm -hmm. I think this particular segment in, in the very first introduction of Diakonov's uh, Afrasian languages. I think this will help you out a bit, um, um, American Dream as well. Um, so, so right here, I don't, I don't know. If this is all um, OCR, but it says right here. It says the term Semito-Hemetic that has been oh. used has been in use up until a short time ago was derived from the biblical genealogy of nations. This is uh, from Genesis ten, where they where they all are traced back to the three sons of Noah, Shem, Han, Ham, and Japheth. It says, soon the kinship of the Egyptians with the old Semitic languages became obvious, right? So this is, this is like the old, this is like, it goes all the way back in terms of the, some of the original coining of these terms. It comes back from the, uh, the biblical genealogy of nations, right? Mm -hmm. So this is, this is some of the backstory that they provide in some of these sources. Yep. Oh, and Brendan, uh, yeah, it, it isn't OCR yet. But what you can do is mm -hmm. that blue arrow. I use that a lot, and that'll okay. be the blue arrow. That'll be that helps you. Out. Yeah, yeah, like this. If you got, I can like. Oh no, no, no! Like blue arrow at the very top. Oh, okay. Right yeah, here. Yeah, just, just yeah, and just follow through. Grab it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, it's uh, it talks about the genealogy of nations. This is where some of the the very first, you would say, um, the, the the name. That's where these names were derived from. And this is one source, right? Uh, Diakonov. And this is this is you know somewhat of an authoritative source inside of linguistics, uh -huh. right? When you're dealing with Afroasiatic, uh, the Afroasiatic language phylum. So where does so, to 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 put it bluntly, right? The, the, the very first linguists who started classifying African languages were racist. That's just the bottom line. Not, 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 no, no, that's not, that's not a proper assessment. Yeah, it is. Word. And this it is, is back in 1810. This is back in 1810 here. So. Right, but not, not, not all linguists no. at that time were racist. That's, that's not a proper assessment. No, I'm not saying all linguists. I said the linguists that were classifying the African languages. The, the dude, the first dude that, that came up with the term um, homo-Semitic, uh, he was a, a, a Nazi. Right. You're just saying the Afrasiatic uh, language family, Hamido-Semitic? Sure, I give you that. Yeah, but yeah. When you talk about the other uh, language families, they didn't yeah, know so, much. So that's they what didn't I'm know saying. Enough. They didn't what know I'm saying is, that's where it started. Them. I'm not saying today that's what it is i'm saying that's no, where no, it started i know you're saying back at the time but i'm mm -hmm. telling you most of the linguists back at that time were german uh, yeah and a lot of them you would have to yeah but you would have to prove that that they were intentionally uh, inherently racist we have to prove yeah that but they're nazi a nazi is inherently racist you, 
you can be Nazi and not necessarily be racist. Just because you're Nazi what? doesn't automatically yes. Just because you're a Nazi doesn't mean you're automatically swept under as a racist. That's a good conversation. Go ahead. <laughs> you can't, you can't, you can't just throw everybody under. It was it was Jews that was supposed to be Nazi. It was Jews. It was Jews that was supposed to be Nazi. Exactly. So. Wait, like, like we can't just yeah, we and, can't just sweep everybody under the rug. And, and the and, and the and, and the work that I have on the, the the screen here, this is from the old Soviet Union, right? This is from yeah. Uh, this is from a, a team from the old U.S. Yeah, a lot of them were Nazis yeah, too. Yeah, a sure. lot of the, a yeah. lot of the Soviets were Nazis too. Yeah. yeah, so you know. Even, and even before uh, Hemio Semitic even came out, the, the person that came out with the original term, Afrasian or Afrasiatic, was a French, yeah. was a French ethographer. You know what I'm saying? He wasn't racist at all. He actually, no. he actually left left French Africa because he didn't like the way the French government was treating the Africans there. <laughs> right. Yeah, but but I'm but, saying even, point... even one of the Nazi guy, he actually died in Africa. He got sick and died over there studying the language. So, I, I mean. I'm not saying every single one of them was racist, but a lot of the terms came yeah, I, from I people. You, yeah. And the thing yeah. is, is about the diaconoff. You mentioned that you know some of the, the some of the uh, people from the USSR were Nazis, and the thing about diaconoff, he he actually worked to remove some of the uh, the racist terms uh -huh. or the, some of the some of the uh, the race related um, nomenclatures mm -hmm. from mm -hmm. these families, mm -hmm. right? So, so again, you can't paint with a broad brush because, again, scientists are 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 they're located throughout the world, right? So we, mm -hmm. we again, like after the yeah, well, World War II I, and World, all these things, like we we all bring we bring scientists in from around the world from then because at the end of the day, they're not politicians. Right? Yeah, no, they're not. You know. I get what you're saying, Ben, and I'm yeah, dealing sure. specifically with the genesis of the field of ling linguistics. Yeah, all right. For sure, for sure, yeah, for sure. and I'm not, I'm not saying it like it, it happened. It's not something that we yeah, we should sure. try to sweep under the rug like it didn't happen. It happened. But not, but but not at but, all. but 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 even you know after that, after the initial um thing, a lot of the 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 the, the nomenclature stuck. And people use it, but even people that w didn't have any bad intent. But I'm saying we have to be honest about that part of it. That a lot of these people didn't have the greatest. They didn't look at um as uh, Africans as equal to them in in that sense. And, and in, terms of, in terms of these nomenclature, this question, this, given that no, no, just I, I want to close that up before you do me. that. Oh no, no, but let let us close this particular piece out before you ask the question, right? In, question in terms, no, I, I, I will, I will, I will, and I'll, I'll I'll hand it over to you uh, because we're talking about something sp specific here, right? Just in terms of you, this particular piece, right? We're talking about the genealogy of nations and all this. I don't think that's as more tailored to a, I guess you would say, a, a, a racist particular uh, leaning as it is a religious one, right? This is more, I guess you would say, a religious sort of leaning. It is, yeah. Right? As opposed to a racial one. Yep, go ahead, go ahead, American Dream. Well, I, guess, I can see that, I can see that, that's fine. I guess a part of the difficulty that I'm having is, you know, given that um, we're saying that using the terms they were using were racist and, you know, there was a good reason that like the fact that all they did were just was just change those terms. I'm not I'm not sure how just changing the terms 
now makes it sound science. You know what no, I'm saying? No, that's like not it would all they did. I want to. I want to. That's, yeah, wanna that's a misunderstanding. That. That's not all yeah, they did. I, I want to just finish. Let me just finish, please. Um, you would have to, if if it's if it's racist, right? Then there's going to be something. It's it's not just the terms that are racist. It's actually the the groups that they're putting together, who they're saying, which languages that, that they're saying. So, family, so I, all of that would be racist. So you would have to do like more than just change the titles of everything and keep everything the same. I just don't understand how doing that makes it. And I'm culture. saying you're wrong about that. It's not just the terms of change. I thought that's what the guy said before when I asked. No. He said all they did was just change the titles. They have refined the methodology as well. Like for example, even even from the the 80s to now, they have refined the um, Greenberg when he was doing his work, right? He was using a methodology. His, his method of, of was what they call a mass comparison method. But now right. if you go, go, what scholars mostly use now is the historical comparative method. It's, it's, it, it has been refined. So it's not just that they changed the name and, and it's doing the very same thing. They have refined it. I'm sure. And I think, I think yeah, I'm, I, mean, I don't like to put words in people's mouths, especially not Wujawu. He's, he's checked me on that before, but I want to go out on a limb and I said, and say, I think that what they're saying is that they kind of, they started with the historical method from, from, from what they had, right. They didn't start from scratch. They didn't start with the historical method from scratch. They started with the Hermetics, um, the, with the Hermetic Semitic stuff. And then, started from there they took that as a given and started from there and i think what those guys are saying is they should have started from scratch with the historical comparative method and that they didn't do that um which is why i think you know we should give them the leeway to kind of do what they're doing i, I guess so i want to i want to address this uh first off uh we gotta we gotta be mindful of the usage of terms again like i had said uh earlier using terms such as uh, Semitic or Asiatic or Negroid, like when they talk about Negroid morphology, when it comes to anthropology and they, they talk about pronathism, they use Negroid specifically based upon how that pronathism applies to certain people. And same thing with Caucasoid. These are outdated racist terms that are used, but in the field of science, they're used for classification purposes. They're not saying that they're calling everybody who fits this particular classification Negro or Caucasian because that's incorrect. Mm -hmm. What they're saying is, is the morphology or the structure of the, the skull shape. And they're using it for classification purposes, again, as a professional. So when, when we see them completely dismiss hemido-Semitic, when we see Greenberg completely dismiss it, they show that it has no grounds except based on race. He dismisses it. He doesn't just swap the name out. He completely dismisses it. But then now the work to be done is, okay, here are some relationships. Let's prove these relationships. And let's not just use a couple hundred release, like a couple hundred cognates. Let's use thousands and thousands and thousands of cognates to prove a relationship. And they are still doing that. And the relationship has been proven. It's been vetted. And it's still the current consensus that has yet to be changed. So if anyone wants to reconstruct the language family, they're going to have to show thousands upon thousands of cognates. They're going to have to show simple words like mother, father, arm, hand, foot, and they have to make sure that those words have the same, same sound, 
the, the same uh, pronunciation, the same context. Mm. If they can't use simple words like that, root words especially, there's a problem. There's a huge problem. And you just can't have one because there's always an opportunity for chance. And so that's what I'm saying. Even though Hamido-Semitic is the old term that was used, it has been removed from any grounds of proper linguistic use. And I think for people to continue to bring that up and to say that, oh, well, well, that can be confusing and that can be a reason why the whole family needs to be disregarded and they started from scratch, doesn't and don't understand the premise of Hamido-Semitic in the beginning, which is to vet the Bible. Yeah. Any opportunity that biblical uh, scholars can use to vet the Bible, like archaeology, for example, they will use it, but it's constantly getting dismissed. Science can't prove the Bible, period. No matter what field you use. You know, That's the whole I, point. I, I think it's a I think it's a broader uh, issue here that's being uh, that's being Put, put out here on display and we just ain't realizing, right? Mm -hmm. So now I, I got a different discipline that's here confirming what, I, what my suspicions was in the first place, right? See, the, the, the what, it, what is it? Uh, the Semitic languages and the African languages, right, are in the same language. The Semitic language is an is a Afro-Asiatic language, right? Yeah. So this is the third discipline that confirms what I've been saying the whole time, right? We got geography, we got genetics, and now we have linguistics, right? What I've been saying is all these niggas is the same nigga. The, all these <laughs> niggas is Mediterranean niggas, right? So now at, at this point, right, I know I ain't crazy now because I guess three disciplines here. Now, y'all can't say I'm crazy at this point now. I, I need Lee Sosa to back me up on this. Did you hear the man say, that the Semitic language is part of the Afro-Asiatic language. You heard that, did you, Sosa? Yeah, Sosa didn't know that. But that's not Mediterranean, yeah. though. Huh? That's the not Semitic language, though. The Semitic languages, the Semitic-speaking people are not Mediterranean people? Some of them are, I guess. Yes, some of them are. Yes, yes, yes. These biblical, these biblical niggas, right? Which one? to tell me these biblical niggas is not Mediterranean niggas. Y'all not finna put that. No, no, they're not. They're not Mediterranean. They don't. They don't live along. Yeah, this is Levantine. They don't. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 no,
11 team niggas with them, right? In the box. They're in that box. <laughs> do they, they, they derive the from the Mediterranean people? Not yeah. Mediterranean, no. Yeah. Yeah. The Levant is mm-hmm. in the Mediterranean. It's on the Mediterranean. Not the all Levant. of it. Yes. Not, not all much. of it. No. All of Egypt is not on the Mediterranean. All, all of nothing is is on the Mediterranean, right? You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I'm not, I wouldn't say the whole. I, I'm not saying they're sitting on an island in the middle of an, of the Mediterranean. That's not what I'm saying. If that's what y'all think I'm saying, that's no, no, no. Anybody saying that crazy? I get what you're saying, Corey. <laughs> I, I'm not, I'm not I, even I saying that. It's all leading up. Like, about, I'm, I'm, yeah, you're I'm talking about saying, the coastline, but I'm saying hey, there are people that live off the Corey, Corey, it may not Go be ahead. a silver bullet, but we're getting closer. <laughs> it's getting closer and closer. Like, all of these disciplines is adding up. Like, it, it's, it's making all the sense in the world to me. Like, oh, I'm not man. seeing nothing other, nothing that's saying otherwise. Yeah, I have yet to see something that says otherwise. So not, not all, not all of those, not all of those people uh, live along the coastline. And, and I no, think I, I, I wouldn't. No, nope. I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't say that either. Okay, just but, just saying. But, <laughs> but what I will mind, say, we're talking about but, Afro, but what, Afro-Asia. What I right? will That's say, Africa and Asia, right? So Africa, yeah, yes. you know those two. Yeah. Uh, what I will East. say, what I will say is those. Those groups of people, right? The culture of the Mediterranean was the dominant culture in whatever place they was at. The Levant, Egypt, Greece, Turkey, uh, 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 Turkey North Africa, uh, 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 Pakistan, Asia, France, no, Spain, Pakistan, all Algeria, Morocco, Libya. No, no. Once you get to like Turkey, once you get to like Turkey, Iran. Those are well, I guess those the Turks, are the really Persian, the Turks and the Persians. Persian. Persian. We need a, them we need the same niggas to be like you can't even tell me like. I, no, now. but, the, but <laughs> those are those are different language phylum now. You're going into Indo-European yeah, we, language. Yeah, yeah, we can't. Yeah, yeah we, we're jumping <laughs> to a different continent. <laughs> yeah. we can't jump Listen, to Europe. It's, right? it's a, I'm not saying they all speak, they all have to have the same language phylum, right? I'm saying those are groups of Mediterranean people. Right, well, these uh, is all the same niggas. That's that <laughs> they they all end up in each other's cultures. They all end up writing and lying on each other. You know what I'm saying? They all <laughs> they lie on each other. Up, they they lie on each other. They make love <laughs> with each other. They hate. They go to war. They they, they do all. They have babies. Stuff, all of that. Right? These people, these groups of Mediterranean people who've been doing this shit for thousands of years, right? And I'm just saying what my point was, my, my overall point, my ultimate point was the Egyptian niggas is 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 a, a part of that group. That's that's all I was saying. And and and, and now we into whether the Turks and the Persians was was Mediterranean, and I, I'm not going there. I'm not. I'm not even gonna fight that fight. Y'all won that. All right. I'm gonna get that one up. What I'm saying is the Egyptians is a part of the is a part of the group of niggas that I've been telling y'all they are part of the whole time, and the linguistics is confirmed. 
Multidiscipline. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Multidiscipline. <laughs> we got genetics. Know. We got genetics. We got geography. We're not going to completely give it to you right now, but you're on to yeah, something. I'm, <laughs> saying, yeah, I'm not, I'm not fighting even... you on that. <laughs> we're going to have we to come back genetics, to that. <laughs> we got geography and we got linguistics. That's three disciplines. I, you know, I already know I'm all about the multi, the, the cross confirmation through multiple disciplines, you know what I'm saying? All right, you're on to something. <laughs> yeah, well, that's when you know it's science, when you um, have multiple disciplines confirming the same thing. And, and Corey, we, yeah. talked, we talked about this in the back chat. I, we said one, yeah. of the, one of the byproducts of debunking the Afro-Asiatic. <laughs> right. <laughs> Maybe right. confirming you know, <laughs> Egypt is a Mediterranean <laughs> That's what I'm saying. It's a broader it's a byproduct, point right? Made. Science has byproducts, right? <laughs> a- a- absolutely, absolutely. Oh man, I, you know. Yeah, we'll, we'll, but it we'll is what we we'll, we'll, we got to come back to that. That's a different conversation, right? We're gonna put a pin, and we're gonna put a pin <laughs> right there. Right, that's where I'm gonna start at. When it when it when it start back up, when y'all know right from the start, right, right, right there. Right there. <laughs> yeah, you gotta be careful, though, Corey. They they're coming for you. Yeah, yeah, I know it. I know it. They, they, they threw the kitchen sink at me already. Dude, I was looking. I was. I was. Looking, I was looking for JJ seven thousand when I was throwing him a bone with the Semitic languages and the Hebrew uh, encyclopedia. Right, he was no, gone. No, you gonna create a monster. You give that to JJ. Well, I, 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 I was trying to up. give him. I was cocking the gun and I was trying to give it to him, but he got out the car. He too early. <laughs> <laughs> he, got, he got out the car. <laughs> <laughs> he gonna run with that. He no never let that go. I know that's JJ. why I'm teaming up with Zion Lex. Me and Zion Lex <laughs> is teaming up, and we going to kill all these kinetic niggas. We going to we going to knock them all down. Zion Lex been right the whole time. You know, not about everything. You got to be careful. Well, not about everything. Because, because I ain't gonna jump out that you see, way. You see that Chris Harris? He been right about why. a lot of. <laughs> and, and, and you and you know you, see that you know Chris the Harris versus Zion Lex debate. You seen that yet? Uh, me and Zion Lex teaming up. I, I got to get a hold. Who, yeah, who, I said you see that who, Chris Harris. Who out there can uh, get a hold of? No, I didn't see that. But but I need to see. You need to see that. Who can get a hold of him? Who can get a hold of Zion Lex for me, man? Tell man. him the pseudo killers need to hop, need to see him. You know what I'm man. saying? We. We got business we need to take care of. It, it's a lot of pseudos out here, and we want to team up with Zion Lex. <laughs> man, hiding since he got that beat with Chris Harris. And, and you know, and, and one, so he got beat you know, off Chris Harris. Uh, <laughs> and, and keep in mind, hey, one of the y'all need to watch it. I'm trying to tell you. What were they debating about? No, let me add this. One of the one of the linguists we we've been talking to, right, and, and correspondence with, he specialized in some in Semitic languages, right? So this is where we're kind of, you know, getting a, a lot of these, you know, very detailed technical um, details from, right? So so that's that's the thing, right? When you're talking about doing this, this level of work, right, you, you would have to have a team of people who were specialized in the Chadic, right languages you would have to have a team of people that were specialized in omotic all this stuff to do a comprehensive reconstruction and the berber of, of, of this magnitude right to say okay well this is the negro egyptian that spans the entire you know you know continent of africa 
right? You know how many languages you're gonna have to deal with, you know? So you yeah, have you have to have teams of 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 languages. Thousands right? of languages. Yeah, exactly. So you would have to have not not only one, right? You would have to have all these people that specialize. It's it's just too much to do for one person. One person couldn't, you know, master all those languages, right? So and 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 um, I, I mentioned it today, but even the the whole issue with the Khoisan languages, um, a, a lot of the the experts they say that um, Greenberg's um, um classification of the Khoisan languages. Mm-hmm. Need needs to be you know reorganized. He didn't get it exactly right, yeah. so somebody needs to just no yeah nobody nobody can uh, properly classify the Koyaan languages just because uh, they they don't know what they're saying. They don't know how to be able to break down those uh, yeah. But, but because what happened is um, I think he just lumped all the click languages into one group, but they're saying that they're different but, different right, because he has yeah. a he hasn't done the research. Like that's mm-hmm. why, like even like even Bantu languages are all classified at once until people actually went to do the research and realized how vast they were. So, yeah, just the research needs to be done. It's a lot of work that needs to be done in linguistics. But you know, most of the time with their native tongue. No, what I'm saying if 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 somebody well, I'm not gonna tell somebody what to do. But if you're interested in linguistics, isn't that something to look at? Like well, if the, if, you would need to either speak uh, in either the Koi or the sign languages, mm-hmm. or you would need to have someone be able to interpret the, for you. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And that that's again, that's a lot of work, and not not mm-hmm. many people have done that. Even mm-hmm. to come into contact with those people for those reasons may not be beneficial. So it's enough of those people are are, are kind of reclusive, right? They they don't take exactly. strangers. Yeah. So. That's the thing. You have to. Most people that come in contact with them are usually studying them culturally wise. They're not mm. really focused on language, mm. but enough about their culture really isn't known. Um, but as we continue to study more and more and more about them and their culture, eventually the language aspect will be uh, brought into question. So while, again, Greenberg is not saying his conclusions, or they really are conclusions, but his, uh, his proposed uh families are not final they're like they're not yeah i get that yeah I get right. so that. so anyone can come 10 20 30 100 years from now and say you know what greenberg got it wrong here's the proper classification of the Khoisan languages uh, or even break them up here's the proper classification of the Khoi or the sign but again that work needs to be done and you would need to be able to properly yes. Uh, uh, translate those languages, and then and you have to be up. in the field. You have to be in the field to do that, that kind of work. Yeah, yeah. You can't, you can't just write an Amazon book. You get it now. All right, y'all. I'm out of here. Be good. Peace. All right. Yeah. Well, well, you you wouldn't imagine the amount of um, information that I've learned over the past few weeks on on this old link. Um, linguistics thing and the, the old aphorasiality. It's a vast amount of information. Yeah, li- li- you know, that's what I say. Like, linguistics is not easy to learn, but once you understand like the functions, once you understand the different sectors, and then the rules of linguistics, uh, I think most people who just take the time to invest into it, 
we're understanding. We actually, those who take American, you know, K through 12 school, we learn a little bit of linguistics in school, uh, especially learning the English language, uh, which is why, like, again, most linguists, most, you know, credited linguists start with their native tongue. Mm-hmm. So they understand the reason and how linguistics operates, uh, the different fields of linguistics. And they, they start with their native tongue because that's what they speak the most. And then they apply the methodology, they apply uh, the research and patterns and apply that to other fields of linguistics that they may choose to, to study. Um, but if you're not doing that, I automatically question your intention. Um, can I can I add too that uh when Greenberg did the mass compare comparative math we did that approach he knew there was like a like a, a first step type of thing you know what I'm saying he even said he yeah. he, he don't even dismiss the comparative method itself he just said the mass comparison is just a a broad stroke you know what I'm saying comparison mm-hmm. and then you do the comparative after that you know what I'm saying exactly yeah. and two and two and two before before Greenberg got his hands on it uh uh. The Chadic language wasn't even included in uh, Afroasiatic nope. order or the Hemiosemitic, nope. whatever that shit was. You know, it was uh, Chadic wasn't included, but when he did the comparison method, he added Chadic, you know, Chadic. And the only reason Chadic wasn't included because of the rate, you know, the racial uh, issues and all that shit. Yeah, exactly. And that's what I was trying to say earlier. Like people try to say, oh, well, Afroasiatic is just a rename Hemiosemitic. Not necessarily. No, because there's more to it. Yeah, there's more to it. That's why I say. It's been refined. It's not just the same old thing being recycled. It's it, they've added that needs to be added. They've taken out what needs to be taken out. Yeah, I wouldn't even I wouldn't even say it's refined because again, Hamido-Semitic was based on not even linguistic grounds. It was based on trying to prove the Bible and racial theories. You see what I'm saying? Like like oh, yeah. it's been completely uprooted from what it used to be and properly put in its proper place properly put in this proper field. You know, it's like a plant that you got growing indoors, but if you study that plant and you, you understand how, you know, that plant's makeup is and you realize that plant actually thrives in being outdoors, you got to take it out of that pot. You, yeah, you got to properly put it where it's supposed to be and give it the right nutrients and, you know, make sure it's not near anything that could be threatening. And that's all he did. But it's not, he didn't just say, okay, here it is and then, just accept it as that's final. No, he's saying, here's my classification for putting things in their proper place. Now the work has to be done to vet those things. Now the work has to be done to further those things. And and that's what's going to happen. But but to play devil's advocate, wouldn't they argue that that's what they're doing? That's what who's doing? The linguist? No. Like, um, what's his name? The, the, uh, the French sorry. guy, no, uh, yeah, them. When they argue yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. They're, they're doing the, they're, they're doing the same thing that. Uh, no, but though, I'm saying the language wouldn't they, they, yeah, wouldn't yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like you said, when Greenberg made a comparison, right? You said that the work is not done, and they need to go and you know refine it or whatever. So I'm saying, wouldn't they now argue that that's what they're doing? Yeah. Yeah, that's why uh, it, it's been said that in Bowley's next book is to show how Indo-European is uh, the child of Negro Egyptian. So now you're saying not only have you properly classified the family of Negro Egyptian, uh, but now you're going to prove how an entirely different family 
actually derives from that. So now it's become, you know, this Maxo family. Now it's become something better, greater than, you know, just a regular family. You see what I'm yeah, saying? But based on my reading, they, they have actually almost wrapped up in the European because they have a proto a proto um, family for the Indo-European languages, right? They do, which is, yeah. again, it shows the flaw ideology when it yeah. comes to, you know, that type of stuff. So, so they, they would have to actually um, start from scratch. They would have to destroy that proto language. Um, no, first they would no. have to. Substanti- I would. You can't. You can't touch Indo-European without first substantiating the mother. If you're saying that this this Negro yeah, that's is what the I'm mother, saying. The proto, the proto you got to substantiate the mother first. Then, yeah. not not even yeah. proto Indo-European. I'm saying substantiate Negro Egyptian first, and then show how the the children. Or you know the 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 languages within Negro Egyptian share common with Indo European and then created that proto. That's how you do the work. That 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 would be like a but but good luck a, because that, yeah, but that's good a Nobel Prize idea. It, it, yeah, <laughs> but but good luck because Negro Egyptian is again an improper classification. It's just as racist. It's back to racism. It is. It's, it's, it's basically Hamido, Semitic, and Blackness. <laughs> I mean, and then again, language, language families are not classified by race or ethnicity. It's by location. Yeah. And to, and to, I wish Corey was on her. And to add to what Corey was saying, uh, you know, partial, partial part of Afroasiatic is Mediterranean. I mean, they made. Mediterranean culture to what it is, you know what I'm saying? If it wasn't without them, you know what I'm saying? They brought that, they brought that grain collecting agricultural flatbread type of culture to the Mediterranean from the Red yeah. Sea areas. Yeah. Because you, know yeah. you even had Mediterranean type weather, you know what I'm saying? Uh, weathering that uh, happened in the Red Sea uh, or like the Northern Red Sea area, you know what I'm saying? Which would have been like, you know, Southern, Southern and Middle Egypt and shit like that. But, uh, but yeah, like, you know what I'm saying, especially those northern, which what we call, North, what Christopher Eric called northern uritic groups, you know what I'm saying, those yep, groups, yep. Those, those particular branches of groups would have made, you know, the Mediterranean what it is. And also uh, the Ab- Iberian Marugians, who was there, you know what I'm saying, before the, uh, you know, uh, Afroasiatic proper became in, you know what I'm saying, they probably would have spoke some type of proto-Afroasiatic uh, Afroasiatic language or some type of sister, you know, branch of it or some shit. You know, it's a bit, you know, that, uh, you know, experts still trying to figure that out right now. Well, this is a lot of information, I'm telling you. Baby steps. Baby steps. And you know what? This, this, this sort of leads to my second question, right? In terms of the chat. Um, you know, for, for, for our prize question, because uh, again, we talked about this on a previous show. We, we, you don't know what you don't know. Right. And, and there's a, there's a specific psychological phenomenon that we talked about. Right. Um, when, when people that are either the, 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 the least informed within a particular subject matter or subject, subject areas tend to be the most. I guess you would say uh, vocal and the most uh, confident in, in their abilities, right? And this particular psychological phenomenon was coined by two uh, psychologists. Their name was uh, David Dunning and Justin Kruger, right? Mm. So, so, so whoever can put the name of this particular psychological phenomenon that I'm talking about in the chat, they'll be the winner of this <laughs> second 
The second, um, <laughs> really, Britain? Right, exactly. I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm giving you some softballs. <laughs> what it? What is it called? Right. Give us this the psychological phenomenon that we're talking explain about. explain it. Explain it. Don't just don't put it out there. Yep, explain it. Write it. Write it in the sesh. <laughs> what? <laughs> right. I, I, hey, who who knows? Maybe someone is listening to us. Maybe not. Right. We'll see. Uh, yeah. we, did, we did a show or, on that. Or, or maybe we're just talking into the ether. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that, that's a that's a layup. That's a layup right over the top of home plate. <laughs> but as, but as like you know, as beginners, uh, you know, to this you know subject, I, I advise people as like you know said to get 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 that book. Uh, the uh civilization of Africa, you know, history to eighteen hundred by Christopher Eric. Like that book, you know, so it gives you a nice broad stroke of what's going on. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, even the book that Ark showed, I think, last night, uh, African languages, the orange book yet. We got our yeah, man yeah, that Tuck. Too. Yeah, that one too. That one too. Yeah. My man Tuck, you're the winner. I'm gonna put my uh email in here. Somebody said the dining kruger. <laughs> Dunning Kruger. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Tuck beat you out. He's, he's a Dunning Kruger effect. So uh, I'm gonna yeah. put my email in there. Uh, let me know the book of your choice. Amazon it has to be Amazon friendly, and then give me your uh, your address or PO box. I'll mail that out to you, bro. How, how many more questions are you got in mind, Brendan? Mm -hmm. I was thinking about maybe one more. I was thinking about maybe okay. one more. But if, okay. if you want to ask one, right? No, I, I don't have one to ask. Maybe, maybe I, I don't. Can. I don't. I don't have another one because you yeah, know, I want. We, a, I, want a, I want. A, I want a free book. Yeah, I want to play. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it can't be the can't be the panelists. You no, guys, are, I got something. You guys have I, actually I definitely, gave us this information, right? No, like I think I think if uh, maybe Gita could work up a question, or maybe even Sosa could work up a question. Uh, it got to be a little complex though, but something that they can look up. Um, I definitely uh, give, give that person that, that answers properly uh, access to my library. Mm -hmm. Oh, so, oh yeah. man. Maybe we can do that on an, another show when we're, uh, we, we, we have a really good question set and then we'll give maybe a, a couple keys to the kingdom out, right? Hey, sure. sure. Yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. That's, that sounds good. Because we got a couple people, you know, uh, you know, regulars in the chat, right there. So, you know, if anybody knows something about the Dunning Kruger effect, right, uh, they've been watching, right. So, Tuck, Tuck, he's a regular, so he knows a little bit about that, right? For sure, for sure. Yeah, I was gone when Corey made a statement. I know Corey done dipped out. I reject all Corey's claims on the Mediterranean <laughs> just because. Thank you. <laughs> I yes. All of it. That is another topic for another. The war is still on, Corey. Right? I know. I know he's probably listening. Though the war is still on, brother. Because mm. <laughs> he was like, I just need a man so to agree. I was gone, <laughs> but I was listening. Though. I was like, <laughs> right? but, it, but it's pulling. But it's pulling those languages towards the east, though. It's pulling. <laughs> Yeah, it's yeah. So what are you saying about the, the like the Turks? The Turks would not be Mediterranean. They would have added to Mediterranean later on, a recent yeah. recent AD, AD periods. But the Turks, even the Turk, the Turkic language is more closely to Mongolian languages and shit. They more even they like, even the Persians, they, right? You yeah, know the Persians, they speak Indo-Europeans. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's Turks, what I'm saying. 
Yeah, but the no, but the Turk, the Turk language would have been closer, like closer to like East Asian languages, like Japan, Japanese, Mongolian, shit like that. But they would have been genetically, you know, so had the same affinities as some of the Iranian people because they were like, you know, because the Mongols took over them, you know, saying so them, them uh, Central Central Asian people, you know, where you would have had them Indo Eurasians, and you had a right. buffer zone where Mo Mongolians would have took over, that's you know, what I'm saying during the Mongolian influence. people. Yeah, that's the that influence. influence. You got that you know influence come in, it changed up the language. Yeah, yeah, but like, but like, even Turkic language, you know, what I'm saying, or uh, you know, what I'm saying Turkish language, even though later on it, it got influenced by Arabic and shit, but even like the other yep. branches, the, the basal branch, like Tarek, Tarek, you know, which is still a Mongolian, like it's still spoken in Mongolian. You got uh, Tarek, Tarekstan, and all them different places. You know, what I'm saying, uh, you know, so they would have added on later to the Mediterranean, though. They from mm -hmm. they, they from like Central Central Asia. Yeah, and then you got the Chadic in there, so you wouldn't know you gonna classify the Chadic as Mediterranean. You said what? You got the Chadic and the Afroasiatic. Yeah, Chadic is yeah, Chadic is Afroasiatic. Chadic yeah, yeah, you're not gonna pull that over and be like you got Alza. Don't forget you got Alza. Yeah, so you're not gonna yeah, so you're not gonna <laughs> Alza, 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 Yeah, but they didn't they didn't they didn't all reside along the coast of the Mediterranean. So like that's what I'm saying. That's a flaw, that's kind of flawed. It's a red sea, it's an Ethiopian highland red sea language, you know what I'm saying? But the northern the northern branches, you know what I'm saying, would have been, you know what I'm saying, would have made partially the uh the Mediterranean. Some would have went different directions, but some of them northern uritic groups, you know what I'm saying, would have been partially part of what we know as Mediterranean culture. You know what I'm saying? They would have been the, the parents, like one of the parent groups. Right. Right. And 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 then and, and include like it's mostly a Northern Africa situation. I mean most of the language in Northern Africa. Right. Yeah, like uh, Algeria, Libya, Tunisia, uh, Morocco. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Corey got a little more work to do on that one. <laughs> Just a little bit. <laughs> but shoot, what's been going on, man? I, I'm getting back kind of late. I see the steam is drinking down. We got 57. You've been rocking for a while. You want to go longer, Brendan? No, it's up to you guys. You know, if you guys want to close it out, you know, this is, you know, we've been going since earlier today, right? So we had a, a it's been an all day sort of affair, what we've been doing today, right? So. Yeah, yeah. And we got to say something. Yeah. For the, I think we're going to do the. If we, uh, if we, if we want show, to, like, uh, one of these days, I want to do a presentation myself on actually, like, the human migration is Afro-Asiatic and what like some of the people would have looked like. You know what I'm saying? Ooh, that, that would be good. Yeah, but you're gonna have some feelings though, get to say that right now. Yeah, yeah. And you know you're gonna have to do something on the Iberian Rouge because a lot of people don't know what the Iberian yeah. they don't really understand that. So you gotta get out of Yeah, I can go in, I can go into all that like, you gotta make like, them, you gotta make them. Yeah, we we, we we could do a show together. I got I got maps and all that shit. We can just gotta, I, we, we gotta can put make it together. Like, like snackables, you know what I'm saying? The way they, you know, they just good you know, enough to fill their belly, they can really get it. Right. You know what I mean? Not, not waste any of the food. Really. Oh yeah, for sure. Give them a little bit piece by piece. But, but you know, yeah. Uncle Unc is starting up the, um, the 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 movies with the pseudo killers on Sundays, right? So maybe maybe uh, yeah, we can slide that in before before his uh, Sunday Sunday afternoons uh, movies. Right. Yeah, yeah we're like gonna that. do the um right. the uh Obanga, not the Obanga, the Emboli video on Sunday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah so, I could do that. Something I could do like that. that. Yeah. You know, maybe do it before then, and then slide into the the Sunday afternoon movies with the pseudo killers. Because I think that's more of a, like a chill day where everybody should sit back, you know, take notes, right? Sort of prep for that uh, that Monday night madness conversation, right? So I think you know, I think that'll be a, a really good conversation, man. Yeah, listen, but that that'll that'll uh um. And Bowley video about at least a couple hours though. Gonna, oh yeah, it's two, it's two parts. It's two. It's, it's two, two parts, bro. They're gonna take us a couple hours for the video. Then we gotta go over it and comb through. <laughs> like shit, that's what they want. Then we got the then we got the D out. We got the D out video too. Yeah, yeah, I need to watch yeah. the D But you know what? We any anytime you want to do it, if you want to just just let us know. Hey, we can open up the, you know, we can open up the platform and just, you know, let it go. And we just, you know, a sat- well, if it's a Saturday afternoon or a Sunday or whatever, and just let it go, man. And, you know, open up the panel and, you know, let people sort of dialogue with it. I don't have a problem with that. For sure. Yeah, yeah. I've been home lately. Mm-hmm. He's for a little, little while. I got about a good little few days in and I'm asking him to be gone for a good little minute, so. Yeah, well, I'm yeah. posted. I'm like, shit, let's just crank it up. Yeah, yeah. Especially, this is getting ready. We, we're in the, the, the heat of the summer, right? So it's probably in the next couple of weeks. I know I got some, some business travel uh, scheduled here and some relatives and whatever, but, you know, uh, they say all the, the fellas will be all the fellas will be around. We can do that for sure. All right. Yeah, anytime, though, but... um. Shout out to the people listening, man. Uh, you, you already get Tuck already got the email, man. Yeah, Mikey Cool, you North African Mike in the building. I'm gonna put my email back in there. All the uh, all the, the prize winners, send me your information, man. I want to send you the, the book of your choice, man. Yeah, yeah, Obi Wan Kenobi in the building is regular. Yeah, Metro Custom. Oh, we got Josh popping on real quick. Hey, check this book out, y'all. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. That's a good one, Tuck. Blueprint for Black Power. Global Bridge. I'll send that over to you. Uh, Make sure you put your your address or your P.O. box in there. I'll get that over to you, brother. Who wrote that book, Gullah? I see. Uh, Peter, Peter, Peter Bellwood wrote this book. I don't, I don't agree with Peter Bellwood because he, like, like, I, 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 like overall, he, like, he dope, you know what I'm saying? But I don't agree with him for us the Afroasiatic uh, origins because he, because he one of the dudes that followed the Millardrift uh, school, you know what I'm saying? He, he think it started in Asia or the Levant, but you know, it's a, you know what I'm saying? It probably is a confusion because yeah, the agricultural part of it because the language, the language family did take a shift. You know what I'm saying? It became more, you know, neophyte in uh in the Levant, and then you know what I'm saying. They came back in the continent. You know what I'm saying? Overlapping the uh some of the older branches. You know what I'm saying? With that new style of agriculture. Yeah. Like like I like I like I go with the more the, I go I'm, like I'm with Eric I'm with Eric and Paul Newman and with when it comes to that shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I've been I've been going I've been going through the Arab book. I've been doing that one slowly. Like, normally, I go through a book like in a couple of days, but that's not the type of book you can just go through like that. Spare, like I said, and it's, it's in it's in linguistic format. So, familiarizing yeah. myself with the you know the, the languages, you know what I mean? How they how they the terminology and shit. I never heard anything. You three eight, you three eight speakers. I'm like, God damn! Like, what? I gotta look shit up. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> look, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't even recommend that, that means- going. 
like I wouldn't even recommend going in that direction, Susan, because that's that's definitely harsh and definitely already hardcore. started now, Melvin. It's too late. I've already begun. I know. Look, I would. I mean, uh, I would recommend start with English. I'm serious. I know yeah, it yeah. feels like why, but it's so that you understand the process. Oh, oh no, 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 no! I ain't trying to. I ain't trying to get the uh, linguistic. I'm just he trying, just, I'm he trying he to just get the you just want to know the yeah, history. history oh, of the okay. argument. Yeah, gotcha. yeah, yeah. You really, you, you, yeah, you know the. You, really, you really start getting down really to them consonants and vowel breakdowns. Yeah, yeah, you know, I agree. really feel like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, the Uritic people are your typical, you know, horners. You know, like the the, the Somali type, the the the, the Habasha, the you know the most the, the Cushitic yeah, groups. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? The curly head, uh, aquiline featured dark skin niggas. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Them awesome. niggas. Yeah. Uritic. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I, I think that, that just means Red Sea. I think that that just means Red Sea anyway. So. If I ain't mistaken. Yeah. Are uh, you threat? Yeah, it's Red Sea. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, because I don't, I can't, uh, I start to figure it out because when, I, when, I, when it gets to terms of agriculture, when the people start mixing in, then even though it's a little bit language, I kind of know what's going on based on some of the history. You know what I mean? When when they, when they talk about the, um, Green collection and shit, and coming in contact with you, 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 uh, you thread speakers, like yeah, I and, pick, and, okay, and the knives, and them and the of herrings in the yeah, twine. And I'm like, okay, I know now I know where we at. Okay, you know what I mean? Yeah. Did, did you peep? Did you peep with a poet? He mentioned like the the the, the Niger Kadofians had split with the Kadofian and Niger Congo. They they you know they was in the east, but they you know the Niger Congo went west, and the Kadofians stayed east. Hey, but you know, because I was looking at Christopher Eric though. Uh, he get a lot of backlash though for the linguistic archaeology type. Yeah. But he yeah, but he, he backed does. it up. You read, read, read the end of chapter two where he backed that up. When he talked about them Semitic uh, uh, uh linguistics and motherfuckers, they don't they don't be recognizing the other shit that they be still going with that. They just they just follow following in line with the sheep and shit. You know what I'm saying? But but there's a lot of people that like if you just want to look at uh, uh, reviews and, and articles that respond to Eric's hypothesis, there's a lot of people lot. that disagree with him a lot. But they, they be they be kind of think they be like his dates sometimes. Right, right. Some of his dating like like they be like, nah, you you pushing shit like a little too far back. Like, but but the thing is though is uh, other linguists that may have disagreed with him but have actually done the work have actually made the comparisons and have actually tried to bet a lot of his comparisons, uh, they end up agreeing with him in, in some instances. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think um, and then, but that's he the problem. Like, even he said relevant. in a certain part, like, he was like, I ain't, we ain't got the archaeological evidence to back this up yet, but I predict that when we do, you know what I'm saying? Like, so, some of the stuff, I, but I, I mean, I still I still like the dude, though, I'm wrong. I'm just saying, like, I, I you know what I mean? Because I always read uh, the person's uh, review just to see what the what the temperature of the room is on them. But you you ever uh, read a review on uh, John Claude and Bowling? <laughs> Hell no! <laughs> Shit, that's crazy. Shit, I tried to find. I couldn't even find. Like the whole internet was scrubbed. All I see is a saw and a saw and hotel. I I remember a couple years back we had a Facebook conversation. And he was saying how he showed his book to some European professors about Afroasiatic and his book. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And he said that he said their jaw dropped when they read his book. 
Now, I, I just think that's cap. I was like, <laughs> shit, which, I was like, shit, which, which professor did that? Which, which scholar uh, jaw dropped to the floor when he read your book? Like, but he never told me, of course. You know what I'm saying? He, he'll probably talk about it in his next book, maybe his third book or fourth book. I don't know. I ain't never seen it. Oh, his jaw dropped. They jaw dropped, and he was like, hell nah. <laughs> 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 they, they, they unfriend him and shit. <laughs> Hey, 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 y'all in the chat. Hey, you got everybody in the chat. Put a one in there if you want to do one more book giveaway. Let's just put one more in the chat. We want to do one more question. So we've gave we gave away two really good good texts. Put one in the chat if you want to do one more question. What what books y'all gave away so far? We've got Blueprint for Black Power. That's for Tuck. And I'm still and I'm still waiting for my 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 homie uh, YG, right, for his selection. Right for whatever, whatever you want. I I would like to give away hard copies to put something on your shelf, right? Because PDFs that's too easy, right? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, let's do some yeah, hard I definitely give a, I definitely give away some some keys, you know, to the library. So yeah, right. Just let T- me know. Talk, you wanted an antique, didn't you? Oh yeah, yeah. It's a that's a good one though, right? It's, it's, a good it's one. an oldie but a goodie. You know, could have get some damn DNA and genetics up in them, but I, I ain't mad at you. I want I want to give the, the last question to uh to uh, our team Osiris. Uh, hold on, let me let Gulla ask a question. Go ahead. Yep, yep, for sure. Go ahead. What is it? What are you saying, bro? No, I want to ask him a question. It's also a question. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm you, gonna... you done? You read the book? You read, you read chapter two yet? Eric's book? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You read like the note that the the, the the little brown notes where he was talking about the uh, you know, what I'm saying he was talking about like the back notes of Afroasiatic. It was like he he quoted it was a uh, it's a soy Kenyatta, Paul Newman and he and uh himself they wrote like this uh this journal. Uh, it, you know it's available. It's a free PDF. I can give it to you too. It's called uh, Origins Afroasiatic. Read that. Yeah, I ain't seen it. I ain't seen that shit. I, I, I'm at, I'm at a different computer too, so I can't pull it up. But I ain't seen. Oh, uh, you read you read it from the PDF. Send it, yeah, send it, send it, is, is, is in that PDF file? I, I, I forgot how I got it. I think somebody sent it to me. Because I, I got I got the actual book. The, the book I got is the uh, is the second edition. The second edition was re, was redone like in 2016. So it got different stuff in there. Oh, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't think I got, the, I think I got the older one. But I got the actual, I got the actual article that he uh, referenced oh. from that look, from that, from that, from those notes. It's like chapter two, it's the notes of chapter two. He go into there, but I can give it to you. He, he actually responds to uh, Jared Diamond and uh, and Bell and Bell Wood, the dude yeah. that got the migration book. He actually responds I want to see that one. I definitely want to see yeah. the, the response to Jared Diamond because yeah, that's, yeah. you know, you know how we was having issue with this. I was like, bitch, bitch. him, 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 so it can get an Paul number respond to them, and they, you know, because they go with the Millardrift movement where they, you know, they go with the, the 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 Levant origin. You know what I'm saying? They going with the the uh, De- Deacon off, uh, you know, what I'm saying African origin, and they yeah, how they break they break, they break they break it down cold too. So you know so he had a brief with. So, so he had agrees with um, uh, Eric. Yeah, yep. Chris. Yeah, and Paul Newman. And Ro- Roger Blanche to hey, a certain but, degree. Roger Blanche agreed with him to a certain but, degree. Uh, but, yeah. Isn't this this day for uh, farming in West Africa a little, a little um, a little early, a little early, bro? Well, it depends because. Uh, I would say, you know, the advanced version of, of, of uh, agriculture was a little early. But, I mean, 
the 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 West Africans been farming yams for quite a while, so they were yep. doing that, and <laughs> and they <laughs> were manipulating, and they were manipulating <laughs> um uh the. Uh, and the, the right, palm oil tree and um and something else I can't remember off the top of my head, but yeah, yams hey, and uh, uh, that oil. No, no, that oil the, tree. The, 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 the yams are actually newer, but they've been they've yeah, been dealing yams with rice. Uh, uh, what's the other rice. what's the other stuff? Gt, uh, what is reason on your channel? Uh, I think it's like million or something. Well, no, nah, well, pearl. Sorghum. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, we. It's pearl, pearl millet, pearl millet and rice. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And Niger Kadofian has been dealing with that for a long time in the in the green Sahara, bro. You, know hey, you can catch that off of uh Gala's channel, uh, the book of Algaheed, where we and we actually go through and read the wiki on that, and it actually breaks down like that's what they were doing. Also, they were eating uh, what's the what's the bird that looked like chicken? Um. What's that bird? Guinea fowl. Guinea fowl, yeah, yeah. yeah and, also, and also, the guinea fowl is also the symbol for uh at the, the Nihei bird that they be talking about that's in Nubia because the Nilos Harris was dealing with that bird too. Actually, the Kadofians brought it brought it into the Nile area. You know what I'm saying? The Nub in the Nuba, Nuba Hills. You know what I'm saying? The Kadofian speakers. They they actually Niger Kadofians, Niger Congo speakers. They're like the only family group that's in that Nile basin today. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, because I don't got that book in front of me. So, um, what, what area, what area, what was the date he put for um, performing in West Africa? You remember? I don't got his book in front. I'm a different name, um, I'm a different PC. Mm. Is it is it language and archaeology? Huh? Chris, that book? Uh, yeah, I think one of his is uh, I gotta look it up real quick. Uh, I got it on PDF. I gotta get some of his stuff, man. Archaeology. Yeah, me and Mel got a whole library full of like Roger Blinch and Christopher Air, some of everything. So I'll tell you, Brittany. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, he said, uh, let's see. You know why you guys pulling that up? Uh, my my man Gullah Geechee just gave you guys a context clue to the last question, right? So so we're uh, the, the last question is like, what's the name of the the Soviet linguist, right? Um, that did the first historical comparative grammar of the Afrasian Afrasian, right? This is what the Soviets called it, the Afrasian language. Languages that was published in the 1960s. So whoever can put the name of the Soviet linguist, right, that did that, uh, you'll be the winner of the third the third book. And just let us know. Um, I'll put my uh, my Gmail in there. Either give me your uh, your address or your PO box, and I'll send you your book of choice to your location. Again, the the Soviet linguist. The first historical comparative grammar of the Afrasian languages. Who published that in the 1960s? Y'all find it. It's a little tougher one, right? That's a little. A little yeah. Tougher. Matter of fact, they, they got a they got a whole school. They call it the. Uh, 
Uh, I give him a hint. It's called the. It's his name. It's okay. called his name. <laughs> Don't give it this. Wait, wait. It's not, it's not his name. Uh, they call it the Moscow oh. School of uh, Comparative Linguistics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. You're right. Also, I want to uh, tell the audience, uh, could they follow, the old could they follow my uh, right? Instagram page? Uh, <laughs> can y'all hear me? Yeah. Hello? Yeah, 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 I, yeah, also, yeah. I want to uh, tell the audience, could they uh, follow my Instagram page, uh, Old Dude Root Work Kitchen? You know what I'm saying? It's a, a medical uh, herbal uh, business, CBD, you know what I'm saying? Uh, treats and all that type of stuff. Check it out. Not not Greenberg Thurman, not Greenberg. <laughs> is it Greenberg or Russian then? Somebody said Mil Miltrev. Oh, you're you're getting close. You're warming up, six finger. You're warming up. Yeah, because I know like uh someone like the the, the standard had always been before that, like three thousand BC. Yeah, but yeah, but Chris yeah. Vera, I think, pushed it back. If I'm not mistaken, at least a couple thousand years prior to that, he pushed it back a little, a little far. That's what I was trying to get. I don't have his uh, text in front of me. I was trying to get what his argument was. You finally got a Josh or not? Again, it's it's that linguist that was looking at the Afrocentric side eyed the other day. Remember we had the picture of him? He was looking at us quite side-eyed. <laughs> you find you find a gullah. Now, now what you what you what you tell me to look for? I was trying to find what because the standard yeah, before I got, I got the BCE, I'm just trying to find and Christopher Aaron had Christopher Aaron had uh, positive another date that was I think it was way way like way way up before that. You talking about for you talking about for for what for agriculture in, in uh, West Africa? Oh yeah, I think he go like uh ninety uh like ninety five hundred BCE somewhere around there. <laughs> like that's a drastic switch. From, from yeah, but he, but he even said they was collecting wild. He said they was collecting wild grains before they actually start practicing it. Like when the, when the yeah, yeah, started. yeah, I see it. I got it right here. But in the, yeah, in the southeastern Sahara, uh, actually, I can pull this up so you guys can see it. This is twenty seven. Um, yeah, I found it. Right, let me share my screen. My podcast. Hey, Brandon, anybody? Uh... Mm -hmm. What do you say? You say what, Joshua? I think, I think we stumped him with that last question. Oh, oh you're in the Matrix, Josh. Mm. Think Josh in the Matrix. That's why. He's breaking up a bit. But yeah, in that book, I, yeah, he was just breaking down like they, you know, what I'm saying they were still grand collecting, wild grand collecting. He was breaking down the pottery, you know, what I'm saying because that pottery do go back that far, you know, what I'm saying. All right, here you go. Africa for the agriculture age, 16,000 16, and nine thousand BCE, right here. 
Pace 27, Ice Age, right here. Uh, so, but in the southeastern Sahara, the Middle East and southeastern Asia, certain local communities of 95,000 and 7,000 BCE took these processes a step further, and they began for the first time to add their food resources by taking uh, deliberate care of a few of their local animals and plants, tending and protecting them from dangers of nature. And he talks about the domestication of the animals. And he says here, among peoples of the southeastern Sahara, it's like grain crop, sugar, uh, they gained their first importance while the Middle Easterners turned to the cultivation of wheat and barley. Yeah, hey, I got a specific too. I forgot what it was between 8,000 and 5,000 BC. People in at least three more distinct regions in the world moved separately. And go up a little bit more, man. Let me see what he says after that. After that last paragraph, let me see what he says. Man. Yeah, it talks about the ice other age. Way, other way, other way, other way. Oh, this one? Yeah. Let's keep going. Right there, real quick. Yeah, it talks about the natives here. Native Americans. Before 6,000 BCE. We all think he's, he's not calling that subject farming. Very wish me I consider several Americans. But he mentions um, the plant domestication. So he's saying two of these regions were located in sub-Saharan Africa, the third, which may have consisted of several interactive centers of plant domestication land the, land the Americas. In the woodland savannas of West Africa, local communities commenced to shift to... Shift to food production, where you like. For four, 6,000. By changing over from the collecting to the deliberate cultivation of several indigenous African species of yam, probably almost early in time, another group of African peoples residing far away to the east and high rainfall areas in the Ethiopian highlands. Immigrated a quite different agriculture based on utilization of the insect plant, which is similar to the appearance of the banana plant. Yeah, so that's like damn that he does that he doubled it down there. Yeah. Let's see. Not not Harold Fleming, uh Malcolm. Uh, another hint we actually referenced him when we were talking about the biblical references for the um for the phylum the names of the phylums we were actually put we had his uh his text shared on the screen and just another another clue and you got these folks struggling oh uh, yeah yeah this is the last one you know you, you can't give them all softball right? <laughs> you know Josh, I don't know if you're still there, but your mic was, uh, uh, he was on, uh, he just let him back in. He just joined back in. Oh, all right. Mm -hmm. Yo, what, what happened now? I said your mic was, he was in the matrix before. Yeah, so, yeah. so he doubled it. He doubled it to, um, 6,000 BCE. But he said, yeah, I'm going to call. could you, um, if you're still there, I'm going to start screen sharing. So he's putting yeah no. as early as. Yeah, but that's not, that may not be as accurate. Um, yeah, because it, it's hard to track yams uh, as far as the yeah, Gitchi, what was the, um, record. What was the article you used for um, like early farming in uh, West Africa? If you're there. Um, it's, it's on Wiki. Can you hear me? Yeah. Can you hear me? Yeah, you good. Yeah, it's a prehistoric, prehistoric West Africa. Gotcha. 
spell it right now. Malcolm, you're funny. He, he said Vladimir. Pre- pretty much that covers like half of all the males in Russia, right? <laughs> unfortunately, <laughs> unfortunately, not this one. It's the other name, right? <laughs> it was Stalin. It's Vladimir and then the other. <laughs> Stalin, the other Stalin and Lenin. Vlasnikov. <laughs> Sure. You know, it's like only like three or four, you know, male names they use over there. For sure. Yeah, yeah. I was trying to find, uh, let me find the stuff, the other, some of the other issues yep. that, uh, that they were having with some of the, some of the, some of the arguments. All right. I'll go ahead and give it to you guys. It's our, it's our old buddy, Igor Diakonov. Yep. I'm surprised. I'm surprised that uh, you guys didn't remember this. Um, uh, Gullah mentioned it right before I asked the question. Right. Uh, I was hoping that he wouldn't, but he he provided a little context clue. This is uh, Igor Diakonov. This is, you know, he's important because this is one of those early foundational works, right? In terms of uh, Afroasiatic, they called it, you know, Afrasian, but this is the term preferred by the Russians. Um, Right, they they call it Afrasian as opposed to Afroasiatic, but yeah, check check out this early work. Well, a lot of the Russians still call it Habito Semitic. So. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. They didn't. They didn't yeah. let that go. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They have their own terms. Yeah. You know. It's you know they coin their own things, right? Yep. Yep. Hey Sosa. Oh, hey yeah, Sosa, I, I found it. Uh... If you go to prehistoric uh, West Africa, he sees, Ricky, he's still looking side eyed. He looking side eyed at us. <laughs> <laughs> prehistoric West African wiki. Yeah, and then go to forty five thousand to, I don't know, forty five hundred to thirty five hundred BP. Hey, look! I want to. I want to share something out of uh, Embolus book. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, go for it. Another mysterious book written in French. They're gonna actually watch the probably part one on Sunday. Yeah, so they're gonna do that. Uh, But yeah, I was letting them know we still have the. um, I think the way Zoom used to work back then, they used to put like the avatars on the right side. And push the the screen the screen share over, um, so we still have that that PowerPoint for both of the uh, shows. So if you guys want to go over that, we can as well. And where would you show me in the uh, in the wiki? Is, is, is... Oh, I show you. I show you right now. Let me show the screen. Oh, okay. Yeah, is it countering what uh, Eric proposed? Hold on a second. All right, so this is prehistoric West Africa. You go over here to pastoral and Neolithic in the contents in 4.4, which is 45 to 35. And it talks about, like right here, the desertification of the Green Sahara. And it talks about pastoralists and agro-pastoralists. Uh, but right under it, it talks about the type of tame crops that existed there. And that's for me and, me and Gitu talking about prior millet. I forgot cowpea. Their oil pile. Um, this is like some of the stuff that they were pretty much uh, eating in those shelters. And then uh, later on, it talks about um, in the southern parts of the region near Kentapo, uh, they start messing with yams. Um, so yeah, that 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 date 
for your M's is a little too high. Yeah, and that's what's then that's some of the critique that uh that 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 kind of Eric Eric found himself in sometimes. It was like it's sometimes they'd they be disagreeing with some of his dates. They'd be like sometimes right. you're pushing this shit way too uh, way too far. Right, because you had to think about it. Prior to this, uh the Sahara was still like still in his last phases. So yeah. um they were still hunting gatherers. There would be no need to to learn farming. Until it dries up. Right. Yeah, yeah. So. For sure, for sure. Yeah, yeah that, was, that, that was just some of the stuff I was counting on. Like, shit, that's why I was like, I, I'm still going to go through it. But then, you know, I mean, still got to take it into consideration that, you know, the the, the the differences of opinion, you know, in death. Right. Yeah, but, right. But that's what I'm saying. Like, you got to give credit to... The fact that you know science is constantly ever evolving. When he wrote this book, and this is back in two thousand two, that's like twenty years ago. Yeah, and and, and the cow study wasn't like the because even he had he still had the African uh, like uh, the Sahara. Like uh, I think me and Gullah was going back and forth on that one in terms of yeah. the cow domestication origin. Yep. Go ahead, Josh. Would you? Yeah, hold on. Let me uh, share the screen. This is uh okay. Since we talk about like archaeology and linguistics and historical record, uh, let me share. Oh, that's the wrong thing. Damn. Oh, there we go. Share screen. All right. Can y'all see this? Yeah. All right. Oh man. <laughs> hey, this is. Uh oh. Yeah, yeah, y'all, y'all go. Yeah. Translation. Stop yeah, it. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Where man, you get shit. this from? Where you get this from? Man, we, 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 it, it took, but what, two years, man? Was it two years, bro? Two, two oh. whole years away from our lives, bro. Man. Get a snapshot of this Google Doc location. <laughs> never get so, that. <laughs> Two whole years, bro. We're putting this in the vault, boy. Late, late nights, man. <laughs> trying to Early figure moments. out. We, we got we got French speakers. Don't understand what type of French he's talking. They trying to figure out what he's trying to say, man. It was it, it was a task, but right here, this is what I wanted to show. It's highlighted right here. Um, yeah, read out, read out paragraph, bro. So okay. All right, so it says Theophile Obinga has thus created a true school of African linguistics whose major concern is the exploration of the, of the uh, Africa past by way of the linguistic written documents being in the most cases non-existent. This school, which relies on relies only and totally on the comparative method, has proved has already proved conclusively the, the genetic relatedness of Egyptian, former, and several other African Negro languages. What had glimpses of Ms. Hamburger and um, we're we gonna talk about Ms. Hamburger because she might be the the godmother of uh Negro Egyptian. Yes. Oh Miss yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right. Write yes. that down, Sosa. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I didn't uh yeah, we we'll get into that later on. But uh without however making a definitive proof, it is hardly necessary to mention that the results thus attained are in perfect agreement with the facts, archaeological and cultural cultural uh currently available. So so when they say, hey, 
You can't use archaeology and genetics and this and that. Well, right here in this book, uh, I think this is like the first chapter, his general introduction. He says that the, the contents, um, uh, well, he's saying that the Negro Egyptian model is corroborated and, and is in perfect agreement with, uh, <laughs> with the archaeological and cultural facts currently. So he doesn't throw those out. Oh, no. No, sir. No, sir. Hey, Josh, go to that footnote. He says number four, but now. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, let's see. Four explains the uh, yeah, population of ancient Egypt and the decryption of the writing. Uh, acts. Yeah, uh, UNESCO. Yep. Acts of the Colloquium of the Cairo in 1974, Paris, UNESCO. Yep. Uh, 1978, or more recently, uh, Kabuzi, Janin, Midian, Reynes, uh, the Necro. The Necropolis pre dynastic, yeah. So he's talking about that UNESCO conference. Yep. So, um, okay, let me see. Do I want to go on to the next thing? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They get a little, get a little gift right here, you know. All right, yeah, we got to put this in uh, into the uh pseudo killers intelligence. Yeah, they were saying, like, Miss Holmberg has <laughs> set it this up is and he'll follow Bang information. Up. They'll follow Banger picked up the torch of uh, Holmberg. Uh, Dio actually, I would say Dio was. Yeah. Oh, Dio. Oh, okay. Uh, then, then okay. Then Dio file re re hey. refined Dio. Well, Holmberg, yeah. Holmberg hey, is the predecessor to all of it. Yes, exactly. Ms. Holmberg. Uh, so Brenda, she... if y'all can, well, I said Dio video we did. Before y'all get to that, yeah, I watched that one tomorrow. I watched that one tomorrow. Please yep. watch that because that'll help you understand. Yeah, and uh, for, for for people saying that Diop proved that Wolof was connected with a uh, ancient Egyptian, that that was that is so far from the truth. Like, it's, Shaka, we hey. had Shaka. I know Shaka. Hey, Josh, hey, Josh Shaka. tell him tell him how many Jago Wolof speakers we had to get together. And we had a whole, a whole what was it? Uh, what do you call that? That app? Uh, was it WhatsApp? WhatsApp. WhatsApp. Oh, yeah. WhatsApp group. Hey, we had a whole we WhatsApp. We couldn't group. tell him what we was reading. Because we yeah. automatically knew that they would be a little bit biased. So, so we so had to put, keep it real generalized. All right. So, so like to put it in perspective, what we did was we, we added a lot of Wolof speakers from the continent. And um I, I would take phrases from from uh from <laughs> Diop's book, right? And Diop said that this this phrase in Wolof is is directly connected to a phrase in ancient Egyptian. So I would I would copy and paste. The Wolof phrase, and and let them read it, and they didn't understand what the hell <laughs> the phrase meant, like at all. <laughs> they were like, they were like, can you show me the text that you were reading? I'm no, like, nah, I, can't, I can't, I can't show you that. Because <laughs> right. I want you to see what I'm talking about. I don't want to show to I don't want to. The moment you show to it goes out the window. But they they right. buy a show. Right, so, right, right. you know, no, no, no disrespect to uh, Shake Atta Diop. Like he, he's deified, especially over there in right. Senegal. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like and he, he's bona fide in, in my book for for other things that he did. Yeah, but well, when it comes to this, no, he 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 definitely was off target. You know what I'm saying? It's it's, it's mm -hmm. that old it's that old ethnographic um term it says that you 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 taint the answer by asking the question. You know. Right. So yeah. you have to be very careful how you ask the question, right? So you don't want to, yeah, for sure. Right. All right. So, mm -hmm. all right. So going back to Mboli, um, 
remember now, he said it's, it's uh, hardly necessary to mention that the results thus attained are in perfect agreement with the archaeological and cultural facts currently available, is what he said. Okay. So, let me see. This is this is the current situation, you know what I'm saying, of all the six main branches of his Negro Egyptian model, the six main languages that he used to to prove Negro Egyptian in his book. So you got Hausa spoken in, you know, Ni uh, Nigeria, Niger, and Chad. You got Shango. Uh, the, the interesting thing about Shango being spoken in uh, Central Africa is is that it's it's a pigment. It's not even uh, a quote unquote uh, an inherited language. It, it was created in like the 1800s when the I think the uh, the Belgians when they came to Africa and uh, you know, I think they received the Central Africa, uh, the Central African uh, Republic. Um, so they had a lot of rubble, rubber mills and plants and stuff like that. And what they would do is recruit a lot of Africans from the area to work, work on these plantations and whatnot. And these Africans didn't necessarily speak the same as that language. So they created something called Sango. And Sango was created in the 1800s. And why? he would try to connect Sango with ancient Egyptian is beyond me. <laughs> Sango was... Go, go ahead, so, Real quick, you see how Josh proved to influence how the vision of Sango was created, yet there's no influence between Sango and ancient Egyptian. Like, just the methodology itself is uh, completely wrong. Right. You have no influence. None. Right, and, and, and it, it, it was documented. Like, th this is the, the, the backstory, the background of why Sango even came about. It didn't come about because they were saying hotel up in the Nile Valley. It came about because uh, these African workers uh, along the Ubangian, Ubangian River Basin were working for the Belgians, I think, and they didn't speak the exact same language, so they came up with a, a pidgin language called Sango, you know what I'm saying, in the 1800s. So it's like and I want to get into something else, so I'm gonna keep on going though. But see, so you got Zande, which is, uh, I think that's in Boli's native tongue. Like besides yes. French, Zande is his native tongue, and Sango is also spoken yeah. there too. So then you got the Somali language, you know, East Africa. And then you got okay, and this is another thing too. He has Middle Egyptian and Coptic as separate languages, which it, like on the basis, this is so flawed as far as his method. Because you have a, a pigeon and you have two languages that are presumably descended from one another. You got them separated as separate languages. That's the daughter, right? And keep in mind, keep in mind, he's, hey, look, keep in mind, he's saying that they occur at the same, all these languages have occurred over the same time period. Which right. Is, like, how is that possible if you understand? <laughs> That late, late Egyptian and even Ptolemaic Egyptian comes in after Middle Egyptian before Coptic comes up. Right. Like, so, like, he not only dies from showing no influence from any of these things, but he's also dying from the timeline alone. Is he doing the same thing, though? The Coptic ran congruent with the. Uh... It, it, yes. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Matter of fact, like, I mean, you, you don't even have a, a Coptic language until the Greco Roman period. <laughs> exactly. At the Ptolemaic period. And, and, and this right here shows you why none of them guys speaks about history, archaeology, migration. <laughs> they say, oh, you can't use you that. Can, yeah, you, you can't throw use all that out, 
right? Yeah, yeah, right. of course. Yeah, it, it's like you can't use it because it, it totally destroys your whole model. <laughs> That's why you can't use it. I can use it, but you can't. Ask him for a timeline. Oh, yeah, no. Man. Yeah, that's why I said when we, I when I listened to when I used to listen to the linguistic argument, she was over a lot of niggas' head. So you can't really dig into the history. But when once y'all did the show on it, and then I'm like, hold on. And then you get to arguing, like, yo, that shit is bat shit crazy. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm like, this course. shit is like absurd in certain areas. Like, uh, damn. <laughs> it is it is quite absurd. Uh <laughs> uh, but but put it like this: if if archaeology uh, genetics and history and migration patterns were on their side. You best believe that they will use the shit. Exactly. So, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? All right. So, what I, you know, so anybody out there, you know, the people is watch, you know, watching the show or whatever, like, if you can show me anything that can corroborate the maps on the left, because these maps on the left are what in Boley, um, what he postulates as the migration patterns of the 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 proto like Negro Egyptian like the the early phase which is at the top and then the second phase so you all you have is what we call endemic diffusion you know what I'm saying it's like all these people were right here in uh, the highlands of Ethiopia and then all of a sudden they just exploded and just left you had the Somalians the Coptics went north Sango speakers went <laughs> southwest. The, like Wolof. speakers came out the Horn of Africa. Right. <laughs> look, look, look. I mean, the, the Wolof speakers—they got on either an airplane or they took they took the subway or something and went straight to goddamn Senegambia. Like it's just ridiculous on his face. And then the second phase. Hey, Captain came from the south. Yeah, like, come on, bro. Like, and he has a band, the the Bantu, the Parabantu or Prebantu. Or proto band to um he has them situated in Ethiopia also. There, and you, there you guys go using geography. You can't <laughs> use that. You can't use geography. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, that is it, is is terrible. Like you, like no no one with a basic understanding of African history can corroborate this. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't care how much you like these guys and how much you root for them. You know what I'm saying? That's cool and all. But ask them to show. Ask them to just give you a migration pattern. Just, just, just give it to you. Don't draw a map. Like tell <laughs> us how it happened. Because from the looks of it, and then, and then get a timeline. You see here on the timeline. There's times on on the on the language families on the right. And one thing you notice is everything here is 10,000 BCE and up. You don't even see Bantu on this map because it didn't exist at that time. <laughs> too far back. <laughs> and, and and another thing too, um, these routes are totally illogical because back then, you know, we didn't have plumbing. Okay, contrary to popular demand, they didn't have plumbing back then, so they had to hug the nearest body of water. It might have right. been the Nile, it might have been the Bennu River, it might have been the Niger River, it might have been right. the Blue Nile, the White Nile, the Bangan River, et cetera, et cetera. So like, he's just saying that these people just walk through the forest. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> just get the dipping on niggas. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> we I don't know if y'all watch Dragon Ball Z, but it did, like, it did an instant transmission, like Goku <laughs> or some shit, you know what I'm saying? It just ended up in Santa Gabby, like, really? eat a couple of sensu beans, and boom, they back, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know, bro. But this, yeah. This is in Boli. This is in Boli right here. On the left, yes, sir. It's straight out of his book. Straight out. Yep. And to the right, who's who's to the right? Um, I, I believe it's, it's either Roger Blinch or Christopher Eric. 
for sure, for sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, um. Wow. Yep. See, and, and another Ooh, thing we, yeah. we talked about in in the video. I'm just uh, this is probably the last thing I'm gonna touch on. But the, yeah, you might one, you might want you might even want to skip that one. Say that one for the video. <laughs> so say say that. Yeah, one. All right. yeah, don't 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 bring all your missiles out of your silo at one time. Let us let us digest <laughs> some of this. <laughs> For sure. Say that. Yeah, say that for because it's, it's get once they once they hear it and they read it and they see the maps, uh, they get it. So, but that's why I tell you I keep going back because when I when I saw what y'all did, I went back to saw a Herm Hermstein video. Oh my god! And I understood why he need why he was why he was used why he needed her Hermstein too, and I kind of heard their dialogue and he was of the same mindset with the band too. Uh-huh. I was like, wow. So when y'all looked at Herm oh, Herb Steen. Oh look, you just you just uh I forgot we did address the Negro Egyptian with the European. Go back. Yeah. Hey, what was Herm Hermstein back? I was trying to find his his what does he do like his expertise? Yeah, the, yeah, go over this real quick and then you can go up to the Hermstein. Oh this, okay. is the, this is the next book. <laughs> oh Jean Claude. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, uh, yeah, it was page 518. To our great surprise, it is the reverse. So he, he's talking about, um, he's touching on the stratic, and the stratic is, yeah. is Indo European, uh, Afro Asiatic, and it's, uh, I think Kurtavillian, Uralic, uh, language families, huge language families to that. They all tied together. It's, it's something it's called hypothesized by Greenberg, I believe. Yeah, Greenberg hypothesized way it existed before him. Um, but yeah, it is it is the, the evidence for that is just almost non-existent. Like they postulate yeah. a lot of stuff, but it's so far fetched. It, what uh they, it has a date of twenty thousand years, thirty thousand years, like it's yeah. way too far back in history. But yeah, how, how are you gonna determine you know what was spoken around yeah. those times? You know? Yeah, so so basically what he's saying is the opposite. It, it's the Negro Egyptians that ventured out into uh the middle east and around the black sea and gave the indo-europeans uh basic vocabulary and, and, and grammar and stuff like that so but look the key straight black blackology straight black the key word is the, the key phrase the roots of indo-european can be considered as borrowed yep. <laughs> from the uh, Okay, so so borrowing what? happens in a couple of uh, environments. Um, you have the best example. You have those early um, advanced agricultural groups. Um, you know, what I'm saying at the baseline, they are more advanced than the hunter and gatherer groups. There's people that are still foraging and stuff like that. So. Then you throw in, in you throw in the Indo-Europeans creating the wheel and taming horse horses and they have livestock and all that. You know what I'm saying? When they migrated into Europe and came across archaic Europeans, they dominated those people. You know what I'm saying? You still see the 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 genes of archaic Europeans um, within modern day Europeans, but they still heavily like paternal paternally are one. Um, R1A and R1B, yeah. you know what I'm saying? But 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 what I'm trying to say is is that's how borrowing takes place. It's like 
is either trade or commerce or maybe just one group just totally dominating a war. Yeah. So um, so what 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 did the Negro Egyptians have that the Indo-Europeans, you know what I'm saying, didn't have and for them to influence them that much to where the the basal level of Indo-Europeans were were heavily influenced by Negro uh, Egyptians. So Right. And basically yeah, it basically means they doesn't make sense. Damn. And, and, and by the way, I, I this posted is a this. wrong interpretation. You guys, this he, he didn't <laughs> ask this question, did he? You sure no, 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 this, no. You sure this up is the right French? You sure this yeah. is right? <laughs> he didn't ask a question. He made a declaration. He declared that. Declaration. <laughs> no, no, I, I call it a uh, an assertion in question form. <laughs> yes. Okay. Right. Well, I, but I want y'all to know that I posted some of this stuff in Indo-European language groups on Facebook. Oh, God. And they oh, tore that God. shit apart. <laughs> hey, we they, got kicked out. Like, that we shit got for kicked out of some of them groups, Josh. Remember, we got kicked out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were spreading shit on Yeah, they were linguistics. They were like, shit on linguistics. Get them out of here, right? Yeah, they um, like, we the admins. The admins contacted me and said that uh, if I don't stop posting this uh this nonsense <laughs> in the group, <laughs> go kick me out. Like, okay, wait, wait, okay. So, so this is this is why I'm stop. afraid. This is why I'm afraid to ask linguists these kind of questions. <laughs> um, it's like no, no, I can't ask this. Well, well, well bro, I, I, out of experience. Yeah, I'm not I wouldn't do it. I, I oh, think I'm not, not going to ask them. Yeah, because I, I'll tell you, I'll tell you this. They don't take that I, shit seriously, bro. Like, I'm be honest. When it comes, yeah, when it comes to academia, and, and, and it's a shame. It's a shame you can't yeah. even when, ask these kind of questions because it's so when it absurd. comes to when it, look when it comes to academia, like like so they have a structure for things, and if, if things don't necessarily fit the format or fit the structure of, of validation, then they dismiss it. They don't waste time. Academia does not waste time on pseudo. They dismiss it. At all. At all. It's quick to put you in a box and not answer any of my emails. I'm like, no, I'm, I'm not going to risk Let's that. Let me block you and I won't say nothing. Yeah, exactly. He's like, right. Um, Brendan you, guy, he's, he's a pseudo, you know. Like, like they, they're still trying to figure out some, some key components of Indo European. They still, um, they're still trying to uh, debate what you, what you call, uh, um, I think it's an oblot, it, which is basically a, a vowel in front of a word that changes the meaning of a word, or, or I can't remember correctly, but they still debating stuff like that. Like it's it's highly debated. Like some some of the classification, that well, the subclassifications of the branches of Indo-European are still contested. The 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 homeland is somewhat contested, but the, the Kurgan hypothesis has archaeology and genetics on its side currently. So that's the leading hypothesis within a European. So no, they ain't got time to talk about John Claude and Bowler. Who was that? Some electrician from from what? He did who? Okay, yeah, they, they don't have time for that. So, um, uh, let me see. Five page five eighty nine. It says, um, I think it's uh Martin. Wait, somebody calling me. Hold on. Hey, I'll be right back. Yeah, so I'll, I'll read this here. Very interesting. Yeah, I'll read this here. It says Martinet even recognizes that this language is probably a compound word, but no etymology, proto Indo European, can be established. 
We must therefore use the word Newberry Gibson. <laughs> we must. He's like, yep. Yeah. He's like, well, he's like, look, okay, a gap. Oh, bet. That's right. Y'all can't, y'all can't prove Proto-Indo-European. All right, I'm, I'm back. <laughs> hey, I read the first sentence. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Yo, baby, hey, it's what we talk about—the God of the gaps. Like, <laughs> if it's if uh some evidence is missing, or there's some gaps in the science, hey, just, let's let's uh, insert my bullshit right there. Oh, that's, that's <laughs> right. Shit, why right. not? What you gonna say? It, 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 that's, that's, you know, say nothing's occupying that space. Why not throw some Negro Egyptian <laughs> shit up in there? You know. Uh, but but he was wrong because there is some proto-Indo-European reflexes exactly. of tongue. Exactly. And I got them listed to the left. And, and, and matter of yep. fact, this is a UT, this University of Texas. They have a, 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 a wonderful uh, linguistics program. You know yep. what I'm saying? University of, University of Rice. Yeah, uh, University of Rice. Brown Brown University is pretty good. U, UCLA, uh, Berkeley. But definitely. Harvard's good, but people always use Harvard Online. Harvard Online is very, very different from Harvard yeah. classes. And people don't understand that. They think they can just go to Harvard Online, take their linguistic courses, but no. You need to actually uh, go through the university program. Okay, here's Nostradic that was proposed, but you save that for the video. Because we talked oh. about how Nostradic is, again, there's not enough information on that, but he talks about that. All right, I, I do. Okay, one one thing that all these guys have in common is why they why they chose the languages that they chose for. Um, damn, where is it? Why they chose these particular languages for their comparisons? Um, and it, it's it has something to do with um what it, uh what do they call it? Is it ethnocentricity? You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So it's like you didn't choose to compare these languages with Egyptian because they could be related. You chose it on the grounds of this is my language, this is my nationality, this is my native tongue, and I, I want to prove that it's connected to ancient Egypt. And every last one of them do that. Like uh, you know, Chang Ata Diop, uh, he was the first, Wolof Egyptian. Um, you got you got John Claude and Bowling, Zande and Sango. His his native tongue. Uh, uh, who who else? Uh, I think even uh, Netanel works with this guy from from Nubia, who speaks Dr. Saudi. Dr. Saudi. Yeah. He speaks he speaks a uh, a Nubian language, and of course right. he tries to link the Nubian languages to ancient Egyptian. Old um, Nubian, Dangalawi. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, we're, we're gonna touch on that. Then we're gonna get that taken care of. So. Let me. I'm sick and I find that quote though. I need to find it. Um, what's, the, what's the quote? Uh, about why? Oh yeah, this is this is a good one right here. Okay, so on the left is in Bali. This this concordance for the time. Uh, the morphological, lexicological, syn syntactic, and extremely singular is impossible to establish between Egyptian and any Semitic and Berber languages, page 84. It can be seen that the visually striking likeness between the Egyptian pronoun Semitic and Berber 
indicates no kinship since it stops at the phonetic level. And that, that's that's a lie. The uh the different morphemes not having the same functions nor the same positions in, in the different groups, even at this level, phonetic pure, at this level, phonetic purely cannot speak of the matches because no rule of matches has been previously previously established in order to exclude the random and the barring. And that, that's that's so far from the truth. Like I don't want to say he's lying, but he's def either he's not hip to the the previous research prior to his book coming out. Or he didn't bother to read it, or he's lying. He, I don't know. He's he likely didn't bother to read it, right? And he's lying. Yeah, I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna give him both because um, I think so. So you you read it in um Christopher Ayers' work, and um, even though Christopher Ayers is not the first to say this, but he does say that there is an affinity between the northern branches of Afroasiatic, and I, a lot of Afroasiatic scholars uh, corroborate that. They say, yeah, there is a uh, what they call shared um, shared innovations between Semitic, Berber, and Egyptian. Um, like uh, a lot of a lot of their grammar, uh, a lot of their words, and even some of the 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 phonetics are are different than the southern branches. And I got some other stuff I want to get into, but I'm not gonna get into it tonight. I'm saving that for later, but. You guys can go all night with it. We, yeah, we, don't, want, we don't want you guys spilling all, all of the beans tonight, right? I, I can't. I can't. Nah, I, ain't, I, I got. I got. I'm working on some. I'm cooking on. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, we so, work, we're working on a couple things. So yeah, I can't. Tuned. I can't share too much because you know, what I, I would really like to see is us really compartmentalize some of these um, presentations in terms of like, okay, let's target s s some s specific topics, right? And then just just sort of nail those down. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, for sure. For sure. But but that's why I saw us throwing out genetics and uh, uh, archaeology. Yeah, archaeology because he's 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 positing positions that can't be substantiated archaeologically. It, it, well, um, it can't be corroborated with any other branch of science besides what's in his <laughs> book. So, uh, uh, you know, uh, another common tactic with a lot of these guys is that they stay in they stay in their little bubble man like you know it's again yeah i gotta read that that wiki pseudoscientific uh lang language comparisons and it, it identifies the characteristics of people like that and that's exactly what they do they stay like, in their echo chamber yep. and that's that's how they move they they, they don't engage the peers they are yeah, extremely no, no. uh combative or hostile to criticism. Like, does that sound familiar? <laughs> Hello? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Hey, it is what it is. You know, but uh, on the right right here, I forgot what it's coming from. This came from... Uh, it's at the bottom. It says... Yeah, uh, gotta move my Tom Hawk, Tom Gilderman, H.H. Hawk, D. Chris's, D. Good, and uh, Herod Hammerstrong, The Languages and Linguistics of Africa. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, this is it. Yeah, this is that. That's the text right there. You guys can go look it up yourself. Uh, it said the shared morphology across most of Greenberg's Afroasiatic lineages has been recognized for a considerable time, and is without doubt the best individual identifying evidence for the gene gene genealogical relatedness of all those groups where relevant elements can be identified, particularly in the form of a paradigm. The central domain where this is the case 
is the pronominal pronominal marking of person, number, and gender. Um, and pronominal just means pronouns. You know what I'm saying? Uh, although there may be uh, later surveys that have a more extensive histor historical discussion and incorporate more up-to-date reconstructions, see Zabarski, Simeon uh, Sinev. I cite here the synopsis of, of Sass. I think Sass is a Cushitic scholar um, mm -hmm. because it gives a good overview concerning the various paradigms and the extent to which the lineages possess them. Not every set is attested in every lineage, but the principle of transitivity, transitivity of the relatedness establishes that the pronominal series in Cushitic, Semitic, Egyptian, Berber, and less clearly Chadic can be traced back to a proto Afroasiatic language, page 312. Thir uh, so, uh, so you have all these sister tongues, they derive from a mother tongue, and that's what they're saying. And they also started off by saying that morphology that Greenberg uh, proposed is actually the best individual identifying evidence for genealogical or genetic relatedness. Yes. So for the people saying that there hasn't been any research done to prove genetic relationships, well, you're late. Yeah. You're hella late. Yeah. You're actually, yeah, you're actually pretty late. You started in the 1950s, 1960s. Like, yeah, you're like, um, but uh, most of the guys from the, the uh, Negro Egyptian school, they throw out the morphological and uh, sound correspondences that they say, oh, it's, it's either chance or it's borrowed or it hasn't been done. Um, they clearly yeah. lying, clearly. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's always it hasn't been done. Yep. Right, but if you if you got thousands and thousands of comparisons, I mean, what else needs to be said? Yep. At some point, you just have to have concede. to be honest against the weight of the evidence, right? So. Yeah, just concede. Like it's over with. Like <laughs> I don't even see what's the what's the point. Um, oh, oh yeah, here don't, it is. Don't, well, look, don't concede, but double check the work of the consensus. Just do that. And then you'll find out if they're completely fraud, flawed within their reasoning. Prove that the relationships don't exist. Don't just make something else up and, and right. say that this is the mother to them all. Like, right. no, you, you prove that they, they didn't. You know, like scientists in the field, when there's a case study done, and you want to prove that the case study was tainted or that it was improperly done, you, you run another case study. Falsified. Falsified. Right, yeah. right. And, 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 and I guess let me just clear it up a bit. Don't don't pretend the evidence isn't there. Right. Deal with the evidence that's been presented. You know what I mean? It's like, don't say, OK, well, there is no evidence yet. Yeah, the evidence has been presented. You know, you can't you can't put your your head in the sand, say it's not there. Ignore it. Facts are, are stubborn things. They won't go away because you ignore them. Right. Yep. Hey, Brendan, uh, Reggie in the chat with the with the link. Oh, okay. Hold on. Let me uh, put that in there, brother Reggie. Yeah, yeah. That was that was uh, some of the issue I was having because even when I hear Sar speak, he's like, "Yeah, I reached out to different languages and I asked for certain things, and they never got back with me." I'm thinking like, maybe this didn't take you seriously, bro. They're like, "Yo." I'm not responding to this book. <laughs> like, but, but one, one thing, one thing I don't, I don't like is if you if you think Christopher Eric is wrong, if you think Igor Diakno is uh, 
is wrong. You know what I'm saying? Alexander Militarev, uh, Paul Newman, you think these guys are wrong. They need to know that you think they're wrong. They need to know that. And they don't know that, that you think they're wrong by you posting YouTube videos and, and self-publishing books. That's not the proper mm-hmm. channels to engage the experts in this field. That's just not how they do. Like these guys don't even have YouTube pages. And um, Chris Bayer does, but th- those videos are him at conferences and speaking engagements. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? It's not him. I'm, I'm gonna make a response video to so and so. Right, right. The so, best, way, best way is contact them through their university email, or you know, right, 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 or attend or attend the conference. Attend right. the conference. Right. <laughs> the conference yeah. is probably the best way. Right? I mean, Obingo Obingo had discussions with Chris Fair. Right. I, I give I give him credit for that. I give there's, him credit for presenting link. his model. Link, right, yeah, that's what we do. That's what we say that he was wrong. Like he he. He actually challenged them. He got to the level and actually made the challenge. He just he lost, but right. at least he went there. You know, and went through the proper channels and actually, you know, submitted it. Right, right. right. I, th- I think this is the last one right here. Um, this is uh, from page one fifteen. John Claude and Boley. The choice of Sango and Zande is due to the fact that these two languages are spoken in Central African uh, Republic. The first such as a national and official language of the Central African Republic. The second as the language of an ethnic community to which belongs to the author. He just flat out, he's flat out telling you that's why he chose those two languages. And when you look to the right, uh, this came from mother tongue, linguistic nationalism and the cult of translation and post-communist Armenia. Uh, It says uh, in general, nationalists who claim a central role for language in the process of national identity formation do not appeal to such deep levels of language identity correlation. Instead, they they often prefer speculations on their own nation's advanced language and cultural achievement in order to gain scientific substantation for their nationalist political constructions. One thing is clear, linguistic theories are often broadly used to reconstruct national histories especially in relation to prehistoric times, that is, times prior to the transition from oral to uh, literature, literate culture. Similarly, the ethnogenetic constructions language often serves as the only evidence of a society's ethnic roots. And since these roots are widely held to confer a nation some special right to occupy specific territories, language often stands out among the set factors of shaping national identity. Thus, language figures language figures directly or indirectly in a wide range of nationalist phenomena. From speculative myths on national origins to historical claims on a perceived national territory or to a formation and legitimate, uh, ooh, legitimation of irredentist political ideologies. So basically what it's saying is like, yeah, they, they people often misuse languages for ethnogenetic reconstructions of history or some type of um, retelling of their national history or whatnot. So I just want to throw that out there. I think I'm, I think that's it. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> and that's enough. I see Reggie, Reggie showed up for the late night smoke. He got to unmute his mic if he's talking. Uh, he's his mic is unmuted. Yeah, can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. turn up a little bit. Okay, so um, the Africans are uh, listening to the show. 
and uh, they have uh, some uh, complaints and uh, they are flipping the switch and calling uh, you guys a uh, pseudo. Um, and so one of the things that they said is that uh, someone said that his, uh, that Theophile Benga's work was rejected in 1991. Uh, uh, the work that was peer reviewed, uh, the, uh, the good brother, I'm not gonna mention his name, but he said that it was, uh, the peer review text was published in 2001. And, and then he also gave me a list of uh, um, African scholars that are studying, uh, well, have written about uh, Negro Egyptian and I have a, a pretty, pretty large list. Okay, let's get into it. Hey, Brandon, I'm gonna make you the, I'm gonna make you the host though, I'm moving around. But okay. I have, uh, I have some uh, some issues on another on another front. So here is the book that of Theophilo Bengas, and and you probably seen it already. Uh, but Reggie, before you start, I just want to get clarity now. So you're defending Negro Egyptian? No, I'm not defending Negro Egyptian because I don't really study linguistics. I don't. Right. So you're neither um, so you're neither for or against it is what you're saying. Well, um, uh, I can't be either for or against it because I don't know enough. I have a series of questions. Okay. So, uh, so I'm gonna share. I'm gonna sh think I'm sharing my screen. He's taking the wood yeah. jar approach. Yeah, yeah, I know. I read you, make, you 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 make no claims. You did. You, you don't have to. <laughs> I swear to God. If you, if you make no claims, you don't I'm have to defend a position. <laughs> hey Reggie. Hey Reggie. Can you turn your mic up just a little bit? A little bit more. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Much better. Much better. Yeah. Uh, Okay, so uh, I'm gonna put back up this uh, this uh, Theophila Benga's uh, uh, piece. I I haven't read it. It's in uh, French, but y'all y'all let me know if you read it. And I have some other questions because well, they, got, they, they got the translator on deck. They, they... <laughs> well, yeah, I don't have the whole I, I don't have the whole thing, but I'm pretty sure uh, somebody could uh, pull it up, find it, and pull it up. So, um, but the I'm, I'm gonna tell you, uh, there's an African audience and they do listen to this show. And they have, uh, they do have some concerns um, about the complete dismissal. Uh, the, the issue is that it's not all in Boli. Um, it's a number of uh, uh, scholars and I'll mention a few names in a second. But this is the book. Um, this is the work. Uh, did you? Uh, did anybody read this book? This work? No. Hello. No. Oh, uh, I, I would definitely like to get my hands on that, though. Right. So this book was his. Uh, this book was peer reviewed in two thousand one, and this is so. So whoever said that it was rejected in 1990, wait, 1991. Uh, whoever said that, 
that that can't be it because this is uh, Theophile Abenga's work in 2001. Uh, who, who who said it was uh, rejected? And I, well, I guess I wasn't around. Yeah. So some. some chef, I think Chef might have said it, but I mean, kick, yeah, it might have been Chef, right? I, I, it might have been Chef. So this is the work, and uh, if I don't know if somebody can Google it and and pull it up. But this is the Afala Benga's uh, work. You, you say it was peer reviewed by by who? Uh, the author didn't. The the person who sent me the information did not. Did uh, sorry, did not. Did did not tell me who uh, reviewed the work. Wait, wait one second. So let me just get back to that. Uh, uh, to wherever that was. Let me just see if I could uh, put back up. So I have to ask, I have to ask all of all of you have have this is something that y'all actually have uh, looked at. So I'm sorry, gonna pull it back up again. Uh, don't know what happened. Okay. So uh, can somebody Google it and see if it's uh, out there? But this is the uh, um, who who speaks French? What does the title say? The Contra Africanism Eurocentrist. Anybody speak French? I know I do. Oh, they got a translator. I, I don't. I don't. I don't speak French. But it's the meaning of struggle against Africanism, Eurocentric. The meaning of what? Struggle oh, against. Struggle. Uh, Africa, Africanism, Eurocentric. Okay, so now um, these are some of the scholars that uh, that did work on Negro Egyptian. So you definitely want to start with Lillian Humberger. Oh man! Yeah, we talked about. See, we was about to Antoner, get uh -oh. Antoner Furman, Shekante Diop, Obenga, you know, below Belolo, uh, Dennis Gilbert Nagum. Uh, there's Kenneth Hartley, Dr. Riketi Amen, Dr. Nasir Sati. Uh, Dr. Nasir uh, Sati, I was on a panel with uh, Dr. Nasir uh, on uh, West Africa Beyond uh, with uh, who was, was Soy Kita was on it and Asaw was actually on it and uh, Dr. Issa, Dr. Faraji, uh, uh, Dr. Salua. So there's uh, Dika Akwe, Akwa. Anybody heard of him? Hey, can Can you send me that list? Uh, or put it in the chat. Or are they referencing? Can have, this, have in this text or? No, no, no. He's saying somebody that sent him that text recommended those people. Yeah. Are uh, any are uh, any of those people? Um, Linguist within the, the university field of linguistics. Uh, yeah, Doctor. Uh, uh, well, Doctor Cambone is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not like Cambone. Uh, Ghana University. Yep. Doctor Cambone. Uh, mm -hmm. so so here is his list. He's doing. Uh, I asked him if he can. Um, so all of these scholars have written something about uh Negro Egyptian. So I'm gonna see if I can uh. Uh, send this. Uh, put this. He said. Up. He said. Doctor Cambone wrote about Negro Egyptian. Uh, Negro Egyptian. Yes, he's written something about it. Uh, hmm. 
And so what the African scholars are saying and, and the people who are uh, looking at some of your comments, um, I mean, they're pretty, they're pretty, they, they, how can I say, they, it's, it's going around in the uh, Francophone uh, 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 conversation. They are. But they, they sent you to get shot out, Reggie. They ain't even come themselves. Uh, well, I'm, I'm, I'm not just. I'm. How can I say I'm even? But this is not my work, so I'm not trying to get shot up. But I'm trying to. I want to. I do want to ask a couple questions. Go ahead. Wait, can, can, can I? When you say peer review, is that like did they did he submit that to? Uh, a certain I body. I found out more information. I had asked the uh, the good brother, and he's a he's probably watching it now. I yeah, had see, asked, you get the information already. Can see <clears> you <throat> leaving us. We, we fight you one handed. You got the question. We trying yeah, to. You, you can, yeah, you could. Oh no! Wow. Yeah, yeah. You you can tell. No, you can I know tell. what I what I'm what I'm doing is I did give you I did give you the work. So the right. so the question is. Have anybody read that work? Because then that would be that would be the latest uh, piece um, that we um, that, that you want to talk about. Is that fair? Uh, that, that's fair, but but that work was not specifically a linguistic work. Uh, that work was based on uh, Afrocentricity and Eurocentricity. Um, it wasn't specific. It wasn't specified that that work had to deal with the linguistics. Um, so you, let so alone. You, so you read it? Not that I've read it, but I, I translated the title, okay. and I gave you the title. So yeah. Okay. okay. Um, but yeah, you can, you can, you don't, you know, don't have to worry about yeah, I'm, 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 Listen, I'm not trying to get. Listen, I know who I'm dealing with, right? I seen y'all guys put it in, and I'm not trying to get. Uh, Look, you're good. Look, Reggie, I'm not you're trying good, to get. You're good it. I'm slowly. What I'm saying <laughs> is, I'm slowly saying what the conversation is um, and they are uh, kind of bowing their heads about the, the, the approach. So I'm gonna put in Le Sens de la Lute Contre and uh, yeah, and see if there's a PDF on it. Sure. Yeah, I'm going and, to. Um, yeah, uh, you can just tell uh... Let him know if he had any questions, he can reach us directly. Yeah, that's that's ice cold. Let him know. Come on, man. Jump I'm, I'm, I'm calling you guys, baby. You're calling that's, that's ice cold, but I haven't talked to uh, Ned and Neb. Uh, but, you, but you know what? A part, a part of scholarship, a part of scholarship and academics is courage, right? Right. A yeah. part of that is courage. So to, to, to stand up against your arguments, stand up against criticisms, and those types of things, you know? Right. So let me see. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. I just wanted to check. So I'm putting, I'm pulling up the book, and I'm just going to just, we're just going to look through the book real quick to see if there's some type of correspondences or something like that. If, if this if this is the book, um, I don't know. I, I clicked on it and I don't see that. Oh, it's waiting for it. It's waiting for the app. And I only have uh, more than only about six days or so left of, of previewing this. So I don't know. It's 130 pages. 
And it's, it's still saying, is it still saying it's waiting for it? Or it's just not giving it to me? Okay, so now, but I have some uh, questions. Okay, so I'm, if you don't know, I'm working on a write the origin of writing of the, of the, of the world. And I should, I should change it to the Western world, but it's the uh, origin of writing. And, and so I'm not taking a linguistic approach, but I am taking an approach that deals with uh, morphology and the rebus principle um, in writing. So what I'm doing is I'm using the Gunter Dwyer method and I'm extending the Gunther Dwyer method to, uh, to Nakata and Nubian A. So that was my presentation uh, that I did on Beyond West Africa in front of uh, uh, Dr. Nasiri and uh, uh, Dr. Issa, Dr. Faraji, and Dr. Soikita, and a number of others. And it was so I don't know why this thing is not, oh. It's not gonna try, but I got the, um, I see, I got the Africanism, I got the French, uh, the meaning of the fight against Eurocentrist Africanism. <laughs> you have it? I'm looking at the, um, it's through Kendall now, and I got it translated, the, the, the excerpt was about, and it says, between the vision, or, or I'm gonna type it out real quick. I'm gonna let you read it. Uh, can you, tell me if you can hear it. Between the vision or orientation of African scholars and the ideologies of European analysts about Africa, its history, civilizations, languages, and political future, the gap is widening. What must be perceived through these academic quarrels is the irresistible rise of African historical and cultural consciousness all over the world in view of the African Renaissance, while Africanism retreats, inevitably renewing its cunning but unable to make a healthy self-criticism and reformulate its post-colonial discourse. That's the excerpt from what the um, right the so book is uh, dealing with. So I it's, not, it's not like a linguistic. Okay, so linguistic work. Okay, so my work um, basically is in the time period of uh, four thousand uh, BC during the Nakata Nubian A period where I detect writing in uh, the, the Nakata uh, uh, decorated pottery and the uh, Nubian A, um, the uh, uh, famous uh, piece that Bruce Williams analyzed on the uh, incense burner, right? And I detect uh, rebus principles and I detect uh, the feminine T and uh, agreement. Um, and so uh, the, uh, the language issue is one thing, but the, the writing is another. Um, when, when you're when, with the Afro-Asiatic, because I haven't looked at uh, any work, so I'm really uh, ignorant on it. Yeah, I want to still Negro Egyptian. I don't want to get, I want to kind of get where you was. Let's get some of this right, contention right. out. This, this. Right, right. Well, see, um, see, my 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 work, with my work is to me that the terminology of Negro Egyptian is uh, just a convention that they are using. Um, but the but what we see in ancient Egypt as far as when writing occurs, 
um, uh, we we the, the the issue is that it it comes from Nubia and it comes from uh, Nakata civilizations and it's found on a decorated pottery, and so then I compare I use Gunter Dwyer's method, and as he did the Abydos uh, labels, I compare uh, that. Uh, because these are, this is the, uh, how can I say, Nakata goes, in, Nakata, Nakata uh, uh, 2 goes into Nakata 3, which is uh, pre-dynastic, and it's right in the particular area. So um, I don't have to, I don't have to uh, search hard for, uh, because uh, uh, Norma was not uh, Egyptian. Norma came from those two other cultures that were communicating, Nakata and, uh, and Nubian Ape. And uh, they're in the same proximity and they're, uh, uh, they're, they're communicating. And so Nurmur is of that culture. And so the motives, motifs that are on the decorated vases in the uh, Nakata uh, two period, um, I, detect, uh, I detect writing. And so I'm, I have to be cautious with you guys because you guys are uh, very, very critical, um, but I'm not doing language, but I am doing uh, logograms and phonograms and uh, rebus principles. Um, and so I can't say, uh, I, could, I, um, I can't say, I can understand the convention of calling it Negro Egyptian, but I, 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 my problem with that is simply is that the writing comes from other uh, cultures that you can classify. Now the 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 language, uh, the the language is a, a completely different. Uh, so I don't have to do what you call comparative linguistics. And I'm sorry, this is not coming up. It, it said it was here. But listen, know. though, because uh, when I'm looking at it, though, I'm seeing the print length, 130 pages. And if it's peer review, we, okay, we can even concede that if it is, but can we fairly say that the, the peer review, um, because the book doesn't specifically deal with a linguistic argument, uh, there, as far as the Negro Egyptian, there may just be commentary on it, but it, within 130 pages, I'm not, I'm, I'm sure you didn't tackle the. Well, I'm not so sure in, 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 uh, until until actually until actually we see what 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 he in fact what he in fact did in this work. So 130 I'm, pages. Yeah, I'm not really sure, um, but I'm only I'm taking the word of a of a friend of mine who knows who's French speaking, and he knows uh, he communicates with. Uh, a lot of these people, right? Uh, oh, Shaka! Hey, where? Hey, when you have the um, when? How long? Because when, when did the uh, the the Banker first um uh, challenge the consensus with that um what is um Negro edition? I don't know if they they began talking about it um, during or after the uh, the UNESCO conference. Um, I think because we say it was because we say it's rejected, but it wasn't accepted. 
Well, yeah, I just used the word that uh, that whoever uh, said it, which was probably <laughs> Sheffrin, said it. <laughs> you know, um, and so yes, it it uh, um, it wasn't accepted, and so he said it was rejected. But I never saw where it was. Uh, well, we know that there's controversy on it. Well, I mean, Shaka can come out the clouds and. Who's you know, Shaka? Just, <laughs> you know Shaka, my my favorite. Freddie knows Shaka. Is, is, I swear. Yeah, you know he's Shaka. <laughs> Which Shaka are you talking about? Who's Shaka? You know what Shaka you're talking about. Ain't nobody talking about. I ain't talking about Shaka from New York. I'm talking you're about that French Shaka. Oh, yeah, yeah, you're um Shaka Shaka uh, on these boards. Yeah. Wake that brother up in France. Man. Yeah, he did. Nah, he he up. Just get him out the clouds. You know. Yeah. Um. But so the uh, so. Uh, until we uh, actually uh, look at this book, and you might be very, very, you you actually might be right about what you what actually what you're saying. Now, can I? But my questions to y'all is, okay, so now let's talk about the writing, right? Because the writing would, uh, uh, okay. So the 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 certainly the writing between the uh, the Asiatics and the and the African is different. Uh, would you agree or disagree? Which African? Yes, we're talking about. Uh, well, the, the groups that I'm well, uh, the Egyptian writing and the uh, cuneiform writing. Is it? And I'm I'm just trying to get some information, and I don't want to get shot up. I, you know, I always will come back, <laughs> but I don't want to get shot up. So. Okay. So when you it, now, so with linguistics, you do sound correspondences, uh, phylums, and all that stuff. With writing, it's uh, it's a little bit, it's a, it's it's different. Um, so the writing system of ancient Egyptian uh, and cuneiform is different. And I hope I'm not wasting your time. No, it's just the di sort of a different topic. I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Yeah, so it's a different topic. Okay, so I, I think uh, I, I have something on. Uh, let me see. Uh, I, I, uh, I got the PDF. I downloaded it. <laughs> okay, good. Can you put it on the screen? I just want to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, Josh, can you send that to me? Yeah, I got you. Hold on. Let me, hold on. Give me, give me three minutes. Okay. But, but, so I, I, but I think this is, but, but this is good because we talk about the whole a multidiscipline approach, right? Oh, I and, and we don't and we don't want to throw out any of the disciplines, right? We want to make sure we pull those in because I, I think those are important, you know, uh, Reggie. Yeah, yeah, I I, enjoy this shit, I right? think so, but you know these these brothers, these are my brothers here, right? But they are ferocious. Oh yeah. <laughs> so, uh, you know, don't make them don't make a miss, though, right? <laughs> yeah, I'm not getting thrown in the pseudo. Uh, I'm not getting thrown in the pseudo world, uh, uh, and I'm very, being very careful because you know already, you know I'm at odds with a, a, a saw and uh, 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 Erie, whatever he is, yeah. his name is. Reggie, we stay in odds, bro. So that's that's his normal business. Like we, we had all a lot of folks. We're right? all at odds. <laughs> yeah, and and thank you, and thank you all for right. your work because sometimes. Here's the thing about it. If you don't have clean hands, you really can't do the work. Meaning if you're a plagiarist, that's going to harm even good work, right? 
And if you uh, uh, miscite, right, miscite or overuse someone's work or speak for them, that doesn't work. They don't have a, they don't, they don't seem to have too many clean hands in the way that they function. Um, so, so that rules them out. And plagiarism is a very, very dangerous thing when it comes to academic journals and putting your position out, right? You, you, you get this, even if you are bright, but you get dismissed. And so when people are writing 600 page books, as if, how do you write several four to 600 page books in your lifetime, right? Dr. John Henry Clark and, and those people, they don't have uh, that level. So we're, we're, we're looking at the greatest mind that ever walked, uh, 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 that walked on the planet, right? Uh, pushing out books that are like 400, 500 pages, right? And then have forthcoming and forthcoming, forthcoming work. And um, wow, that's, that's, that's actually a, a major feat. That's, that's a major feat. Do you agree? Sure. Yeah. And so I think that that's what Team Osiris, uh, that's what y'all did. Y'all put his book through the, uh, through the system and you see that a lot of his work is borrowed. Is that, is that, uh, is that who, pretty? Uh, who, who are you referring to? I'm talking about Saw's work. Oh yeah. Yes. Is, yes, definitely plagiarized. I was yeah, so that's what that's who I was talking about in general, about <clears throat> them having positions and their hands are not clean at all. And so it's a blurry line as to whose work is it? Is it uh Embolo's work or is it uh um a saw's work or is it Emboli's work, right? Whose work is it? Uh, it, it was a mosaic of uh, different authors that, you know. Like who's actually doing the work? Huh? I mean, I it, mean it, it, it does take work to copy and paste. I, I, I'm not hearing you. Oh, I, I say, I mean, it does take a little work to copy and paste, you know what I'm saying? Oh, my brother, right. So yes, it takes a, a little work to copy and paste. And so you have this huge, uh, uh, but but now getting, getting, back, getting back to my work, right? So my work is a disip another discipline is writing. So the other groups of people have said that um, they look at African, um, these vases and the decorated uh, pottery vases. And they say that it's, uh, they put it in the field of uh, symb symbolic, sim symbolology, symbology, or what? Um, they put it in that uh, field, right? Uh, semiotics, right, um, and, and, and symbol studies. But I look at it and I am uh, on the fringe saying that is in fact actually writing. So I want, but what I want, what I'm trying to tease from you is now what, what the Africans have done, and maybe you can agree or disagree, what they have done is they have, they, they have looked at the transliterations of, uh, of the Nile Valley, ancient Egypt, and they have uh, done some work with Coptic to get some type of uh, sound correspondences. 
And then they have taken that and they have taken it and applied it to their own language. And I've heard the stuff that you, uh, that you, uh, that Joshua said that you're saying that these Africans like Diop and you're hard on them. Diop, Obenga and uh, the rest of the Africans are merely uh, looking at their language and pulling out uh, some type of uh, sound correspondences because they, they have these languages. And I'm saying that, I, I'm, I'm saying, but let me watch so I don't get shot. I'm saying that they know their languages and then because they know their languages and they see possible vocabulary and basically, um, basically similar words, they see these words in their languages. And that is how they get to their, uh, uh, their, their comparisons, right? Um, and so they're not being dishonest. They're just simply looking at the languages that they know best um, because they speak it and they are professors and they are saying that these sounds or these transliterations, you can find and vocabulary, you can find it in their languages. So is that uh, uh, is 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 that problematic to you? Does it match up with the multi-disciplinary uh, approach? Uh, yes, I want to see what your what your rubric is on um, on 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 this because that's what they are doing because they know these they know their own languages well. And they they detect these uh, words based on similar vocabulary, and they uh, then they do uh, they do matching uh, based on Egyptian. My my problem with that is that I Egyptian is not the parent people, so they are parent peoples of the ancient Egyptian, uh, but it has not been attested that it is. Uh, that has been writing yet. And so I think that they might have uh, missed that. But what is your, what are your thoughts about? I'm, I'm asking you to help me out. Um, um, that's what I'm asking you to kind of help me out with my thinking. So it's all right to say uh, uh, anything, anything that you, uh, any, anything that you, that you, that y'all want to say um, about one, my thoughts about how um, how they are approaching it, based on like some one one of you said I think it was Joshua. You could say what you already what you already said about why why they are using these languages. Why 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 is why did Diop use his native language? What what did you say? Uh, it's it's called a, a ethnogenetic reason behind it. It's, 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 it's for nationality purposes. It's, this is my native tongue. This is my nation. And uh, ancient Egyptian is one of the writing scripts that's exploited uh, along with Sumerian, which is also exploited. And even the Basque language, which is the language isolate. The, the, those three 
I always explored it because it's a lot of gaps in the knowledge of, of the language script. Uh, I think Minoan, I think Minoan script, I think Minoan A, I think that's, uh, I think that's one of them, uh, which is also exploited. But yeah, like, <clears throat> that's, exploit, you said exploited. Yeah, yeah, they, they exploit the, the, the language because of the gaps. Um, like, like Diop, for instance. Um, Don't worry, you can beat me up. Listen, I'm your, I'm your brother. Oh yeah. I, I'm not trying to be an expert. I'm okay. actually trying to pick your brain. Okay. Uh, as I'm trying to finish up my work. Okay. And I'll show a little bit of my work uh, to you in a second. But right. it, because I'm looking at it in a different, I'm not looking at it in the way of sound, sound correspondences. Um, but, uh, well, I'm connecting ancient Egypt to, uh, to their most immediate parents. That's what I am attempting to do. Okay. And uh, I, I just don't want, I mean, look, I'm under a lot of pressure because, because I've uh, poked at Ujawu and, uh, and uh, Asar. Um, I've already seen what they tried to do with my uh, uh, journal article. And I think uh, what, I, what I did is I wrote an article I tried to get it submitted. I got it submitted. I got it accepted. Um, I had paid an editor, missed some things, and then it went into the journal and, it, and there are some things that were missed and they seized on some spelling errors, which I, am, um, which I was actually trying to get some of those corrected. And, uh, and so I saw, I, and, and it was very, very, very unfair because they're, they're, they're coming already with their uh, place name meaning for Kemet. Uh, and they are, uh, uh, you know, they're attacking my work based on uh, that they want to be the uh, one eye in the city of the blind and uh, simply attacking my work and not looking at the substance of my work. And my work basically uh, is basically uh, said um, that the meaning of Kemet is related to the, uh, the animal cults that the Africans was closely related to and that it's syncretism, uh, meaning that, that it's internal syncretism of the people of the, um, of now, of the Nile Valley ancient Egyptians and that they, I see the movement of this particular word Kemet over a period of time. And so the, in the Unis Papyrus, uh, Kemet is mentioned, it is mentioned in a phrase that Unis says that he is the Sid Kem Sa, uh, sorry, he is the, uh, the Sai Kem Sa Sid Kemet. So he is the black ram born of the black sheep. And so it's authoritative because it's a king and this, uh, and then it's associated passages that find themselves in the other, uh, the other pyramid texts of uh, Pepe and uh, Teddy, uh, Teddy and Pepe. And so that is, uh, that is the first time that we see King uh, Kemet, but not as a place name, but as association of a king to his husbandry 
the black ram and the black sheep. Um, so I do have my uh, piece up. So let me just share it. So it's, uh, uh, I'm looking at it a different way. I wouldn't call, uh, I wouldn't call um, the writing Negro Egyptian. I wouldn't call, I wouldn't call it that. I would call it um, uh, writing in Nakata and Nubian A. So it's coming up right now. So do you have uh, from so so either am, am I being? Can you understand what I'm saying, or am I uh, babbling, or what do you do? You do you understand my, uh, uh, my well my methodology? Let me just see if it's if it's this one. It doesn't even look like it's this one. I think uh, no, it's not this one. Um, so I'm approaching the subject. I am approaching the subject from the writing point of view, not from the uh, not from the language point of view. So this is not the one. So I'm sorry. Um, so any thoughts? Any 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 quick comments? Anything? Uh, you 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 would have to um <clears throat> send me the paper, um based on what you're saying right now. You're you're saying that the uh the, the precursor mm -hmm. to to the the rights script that that uh became known as uh the ancient Egyptian uh, hieroglyphs uh was started by the ancestors to the Egyptians or yes. the oh yeah okay and and so I'm just trying to pull up uh. I am just trying to um, pull it up. I apologize. So, hey, can, can I ask you a question? You, you said your your they they scrutinize your article for spelling errors or grammatical errors. Uh, yes, and 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 that and that was so I I misspelled graphene graphene, right? Uh, I, I mistyped I, I mistyped it, and then I did a search and replace, and um, I I guess I mistyped typed it twice, and Instead of saying uh, 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 graphene, I said uh, graphene, and uh, and so they pointed that out. They also pointed out um, um, just my <coughs> writing style that sometimes that I use uppercase and lowercase to put some emphasis on it. That's just my. I'm not trained as a writer. I, I did. Uh, Neither are they. Huh. Uh, neither are, are, are they trained as a writer. Well, yeah, but they missed the point. They're so bent on saying that Kemet is a place name. And uh, and so what, what my critique was that they, uh, that Ujawu fabricated, uh, he, he put together a whole bunch of uh, uh, notes from the TLA, right? And he, and, and so he strung it along like as if it was, uh, as, as if it was uh, cited somewhere. And then when it came to Kim Ware, when it came to Kim Ware, he, 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 uh, he left out where the TLA says, it says the great black, he left that out in his work. Why? Because he didn't want to associate Kim with uh, with black, 
right? Yeah. And so he did that. So I don't know if you've seen the work that I've done um, when I critiqued, uh, uh, when, when I critiqued them, I, I think I, I did it on Sinetta's channel. Yeah, I, I saw that. Right. And so, um, but they, but the, the problem with all of them is that they don't read ancient Egyptian text. They don't have enough text. Um, they don't have fucking library cards, right? So, so to get the text, you have to be associated with either a museum library or a university library, right? So, so, so they have a limited amount of text. They use largely searching the TLA, but they, and then uh, even when they are uh, searching the TLA, the TLA is limited. So then you need text and then you need the associated text, the co-text. Um, and so they make Kemet just a place name. And, and, they, and when you see something like Kim Ware, they associate it uh, automatically with a threebus. Uh, that's what they, that's in fact what they do. They associate it with a threebus and that is, uh, how can I say that? That is a uh, that is actually a later period. We don't see that uh, uh, the the term. Uh, I forgot what the term. Every ear ib ear ib hair ib hair ib. We don't see we don't see much text associated with that until a later period. And the other thing is we know that Kemet becomes a place name under during the time of. Uh, Mental, mental, mental hotel, uh, sorry, during the time of Ketty, where he first talks about it is the place name inside uh, the instructions of Ketty to Marikari. And so we know at that particular point, it becomes a place name. And then, um, and so their only, their failed methodology is that they only ascribe it to me one thing. That's their that's their failed methodology. They it only means it actually only means one thing. It's a place name and nothing else, and they leave out the possible syncretism and stuff like that. Right, um, we don't walked away from Negro Egyptian. Huh? Say what? So we don't walked away from Negro Egyptian. <laughs> or did uh did you uh, Josh you download the book? Um, yeah, yeah. I'm waiting for that to come up on the screen. If uh, yeah, I showed it earlier. You 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 showed you read part of it. Did you show the rest of it? Well, yeah, yeah we, we, have, we got it. We downloaded. It. Oh, okay. So oh, wait, hold up. Did you so did you scan through it to see if there's any sound correspondences? What he does? Yeah, if you can go through it. From, from what I saw, he, he was just discussing previous matters, uh, and I it looks as if he's responding to some of the critiques. Um, I didn't right. necessarily see like any this. comparative work besides uh, him. <clears throat> yeah, just go through it um, and see. And I, I, I apologize. I'm working on a federal case. And when I'm doing a, 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 a search for my PDF, I, I've got this uh, federal case that's got like uh, 1,400 pages of different documents. And and that's coming up. And so I'm, I'm having a terrible time tonight. But I really wanted to pick your brain about my, my particular approach. And so, uh, yeah.
but yeah, so uh, can you just finish scrolling through that just to see how, how many pages is it to see if he does any correspondences in? It's uh, the same amount. It's still 130 pages. Yeah, totally 130. 130. Uh, uh, turn turn, turn, turn to page uh, 36, bro. I want to look at something real quick. Right here? Uh, yeah, 36. With uh, so little? Yeah. Hold on. Oh, I'm looking at the wrong screen. My bad. <laughs> yeah. So, <clears throat> yeah. Uh, yeah. So I had a. Uh, I, I looked at that section, and basically what he's saying is, uh, he's saying that the Semitic and the Egyptian are not related, and he went over a couple of terms like sun. Uh, what was the other one? Sun was a heart. Let's see, it was sun. It was a sun. Star. star. Uh, uh, number two is star. Okay. Uh, number three is earth. Yeah, Terra. Land. Uh, number four. Do you, uh, number, number four is God. Yeah. Uh, name. Five is name, yeah. Uh, so six uh, is uh, Negro, house. African. So he, he, I, I did, it, it doesn't appear that that he's that he did any comparative work like he just responded to criticism and further expounded on how uh semitic and egyptian are not close related and i see he's referencing Cheikh out to diop uh herodotus so i mean we, we would have to examine this but i don't see in a comparative work. Okay. 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 So that's, uh, um, uh, so I would have to talk to my uh, uh, a friend. So this is his response to whether or not what their responses were. So this is his response to it. And uh, so, so in this conversation. Uh, but him writing a response though does not mean that his, uh, Linguistic language was rejected, though, or, or peer reviewed, because uh, I, I believe you shared this because uh, the person that sent you this said that his work was peer reviewed, uh, dealing with his linguistics. I'm, I'm assuming, and this was this was written in 2001, but I don't see any comparative work, and, and I still I would like to know who peer reviewed it. You know what I'm saying? But okay, I'm not, um, so I will. Um, I will actually, so let me see if I can email him and ask him, um, 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 I'm going to ask, ask him. Yeah, I, I got, I got a second email. I got his email. Listen, I reached out to Shaka. Actually, I, I've never spoken him. personally to Shaka, so <laughs> I would be honest. And life ready? If it was... I, I, I do have the stream together on, on Smash Show now. On boards, but on the boards, but uh, not through not through text or anything like that. Um, so, do, do, uh, who who sent you the article? So, the, who sent this to you? Yeah. This I don't want to be blamed. I'm already like zero and two right now, and I don't want to be disrespecting people that don't need to be disrespecting. So, ready? Yeah. Like CIA is like, what the guns? No, I, I just uh, listen to me. You guys are harsh. 
So, you know, it's two things. It's like either when they, uh, I'm just asking you, did you know about this particular book, right? Um, uh, and, 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 or his response. So I'm just asking, right? I'm not, you're my brothers. I'm not, I don't oh yeah, Reggie, Reggie, we good with you, man. We respect you greatly, but, uh, the other person who's referring this to you, we just wanted to know. Yeah, because I had uh, asked him. I uh, I had asked him if he would want to come on, and uh, he said uh, not at this time. But he didn't say no. He just said not at this time. Okay. And okay. so he's just saying he's just letting me know that your uh, some of your critiques. Or uh, there's more to there's more to the story that might help or, or or change some of the things that you say. You see, I'm being very diplomatic. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, we get it, Reggie. I just wish that the person he's who saying, he's just saying he's just saying that y'all are harsh. Um, yeah, he's saying that y'all are very very harsh. And um, there are a list of scholars uh, that that have done some writing on Negro Egyptian, which I uh, some of them that I, I I named, and so that just goes to the um, that just goes to the correspondence. <clears throat> yeah, I don't, I don't, I I have actually looked up material from some of those that you spoke in. I can't find anything on them writing about Negro Egyptian per se. Um, but again, the person who is referencing this list and this source to you uh, would be helpful to know who they are so that we can reach them and actually have them showcase uh, that such person actually referenced Negro Egyptian um, in their work. Right. So, right. Uh, Sorry, mentions uh, Bilolo. Uh, what is his uh, uh, background? <laughs> Mubabin, I, I, I can't get his name, but yeah, Lolo. Um, I know he does Africana studies. What else? Um, I can't even spell his name even. Mubabin. I, I don't want to butcher it, but yeah, so I think it's like Mubabin. Often, huh? So, okay, so let me just, let me, uh, so in the meantime, so let me just show you some of the uh, work that I'm working on. Um, and, and so thank, and thank y'all for your time and thank for y'all uh, having a, a little, uh, a, a little respect for me, right? Um, oh, yeah. Today I'm a student more than, more, 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 more than anything. Because I, I want to get my work out, but I see uh, I see where the critiques are com will come from, and and uh, yeah. All right, so I'll just show you. Let um, me just share my screen. Okay. 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 Let me let me stop sharing my screen. Is the work you're doing ready going to re re um, re reestablish a different timeline for the origin of writing? Yes. Yes. Mm. Okay. Okay, so the work I'm doing is that I looked at uh, Nubian A material and I looked at Nakata uh, 
decorated pottery. Um, and what people, and so I reanalyzed the uh, incense burner of, uh, you've all seen the incense burner, right? Yes. Or the Kustau incense burner? Yeah. And so mm -hmm. what I've done is um, I reanalyzed this and for most people, this is just pictorial. But what I did was I looked at this right here and I detect that this is actually uh, uh, saying men, right? In a, a pre-dynastic pre form that will later change this symbol right here will later change to these two forms in dynastic Egypt as they kind of canonize it. But you have this, uh, you have this kind of like harpoon and then you have the fish. And so this would make the I-N sound in, and this would be men. And the question is, we know that this is men because he has a large phallus here. And then, and he has this animal counterpart here, uh, which has, which is based on why men would be men because of the antelope and how the antelope copulates. And so, and there's another writing symbol here, which is this right here, this harpoon. And um, this is the netter symbol. So I detect that, um, that this is men uh, pictographically. Um, this is netter as a actual word. And this is men with the rebus principle. So that's one of the uh, analysis that I actually have. The other analysis that I have is when I looked at uh, uh, the Nurma palette, uh, the Nurma palette, uh, which, which is uh, later in this period, because I'm, I'm applying Gunter Dwyer's method of looking at uh, pre, um, uh, dynastic Egypt and applying it, he applied it to uh, Nakata three period. Uh, I'm, I moved it to Nakata two period. And so what I detect here is really interesting that when you see these two birds of prey on this, it's very interesting that this in fact is um, possibly the feminine T to make this a male and female hawk. Now I could be a wrong, but I'm gonna show you in another example that makes uh, me think. So I have said um, that the, that the, the feminine tea first appeared not as a piece of bread, but in fact, a, uh, a leaf. And I'll show you, um, uh, yeah, I think it's, let's see if I have a better example. Um, okay, so um, here's another example of where this particular, if I can, uh, Let's see if I can uh, make this larger. Great. So, so here in this Nakata vase, um, um, if I look at it as a picture, first of all, I'm looking at all of these as visionettes, like the Book of the Dead. Um, what do you call it? Visionettes. Uh, and so these yeah, are, vignettes. Yeah, vignettes. And and so. So if you look at it from a uh, picture point of view, you don't see anything. 
but if you look at it as a as possible writing, I could detect that this is the way that um, this artist did was he kind of like overlapped. So I could see this as two ends, many, um, and I could see a plural, wit, many wit, and many wit is interesting uh, because that particular word exists in the ancient Egyptian uh, um, dictionary. And it's, it's, it basically talks about the inert people, the inert people. And so um, I'm saying that this is possibly because they, these inert people, these people who are kind of like uh, dead or wandering in another world is, exist on this funerary piece. And this is possibly early uh, writing. Um, here, uh, this symbol right here is interesting because this is uh, the Nakata version of the Netter. And this is with this, if I, if I, if I did this in writing, this is a plural. So this would be we, um, we, and then here is that femininity. So this would be netter wheat. So these would be the female netters, right? Um, another example that I'm doing, that I have is, um, and, and you don't have to be nice to me. You, you don't have to be nice to me at all. Um, let's see, uh, this was not, um, yeah. Um, and so here, in this particular piece right here, in this Nakata vase, um, what my argument in my paper is, is that if we look at it as just a drawing, we don't get anything. But this is actually the bot symbol. Um, this is the bot symbol. And so there are three bot symbols and I am making the argument that this is first the, the first hieratic script. This this piece right here is the first hieratic script um, where they stop actually drawing the figures, but they actually draw a graph. So let me see if I can uh, can every increase. I don't think it increases anymore. Um, I, I was trying to look at the exact paper that I presented, but I, I haven't found that yet. Um, so here is the bot symbol. And so here is another version of bot, right? Now, if you're looking at this as, now this is the precursor to writing. Now, even if you look at the period of Dynastic, the the the, uh, the Nurma period, and you look at Jajer, Jajet, and you look at Nurma, and you look at some of the uh, work there. Though it's in the Medunetra, right, or hieroglyphics, um, it's hard to read. Um, uh, many of the pieces are actually hard to read in that in that early period, right? It doesn't seem to get better until the uh, uh, to the to the second dynasty. Um, but here, um, here, sorry, yeah, so here, um, in this particular piece right here that I want to show, and I apologize again, 
um, for not finding the piece that I want to really talk about is that if you look at this as a pictorial, but we, we know that all of these things exist in dynastic Egypt. We, we know that we have a, a kind of a solar bark, right? And what I'm making an argument that this is in fact writing. So this piece right here with the two strands, this would be the early version of Netter. And this is the duck. And this would be, it could, uh, or you could say it's a hawk, but I've seen them in the Kata draw hawks better. So this could possibly be the Netter Sa or Sa Netter. Here you have the king, um, the, the king with the fly whisk. So these things, this is interesting because this is bot. Um, this is bot. Um, and in this time period, what they're doing is they're using um, a, a type of mapping where they make important objects bigger than other objects. And so, so bot is this um, goddess and you have on one side the king and then you have the version of herself like her daughter and she is holding the king's hand and she's basically uh, embracing the daughter. Now, um, but we see motives here that we, we find in later uh, e uh, Egyptian um, that this, this plant right here could be very well um, the early version of Nosut and um, he is holding the Awat staff and um, this is Bat and this is the, um, the Hemet, the daughter. And we know um, um, later we will see how the carriage of the woman is basically um, uh, similarly shaped. And so I'm basically saying that this is in fact writing. Um, let's see if I can, if I have some better examples in this particular form of the paper. I don't know where I, uh, I didn't know the one question I, I, yes. I, I would ask is, um, like, how do you falsify it? Um, um, well, critique is, um, this is what we do in, 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 in the work that we do. Um, yeah, but like, what would, what would it take for it, you know what I mean? Like, like, what would you see and say, you know what, based on this and this, this, this then, then that's incorrect. And I would have to throw that out. Right. So the, 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 the critique would be, well, let's start with what they already say. They say that it's not writing. It's, um, it's basically, uh, uh it's basically symbols, the science of symbols, semiotics, right? So they're basically, what the argument is, and has always been that this is semiotics. And I'm saying, well, these, the, uh, the, the ancient Egyptians concepts in writing are pictorial. And so, so it's not a big stretch to move from a form from early writing because dynastic Egyptian writing doesn't pop out of anywhere. Here's another example. But don't they already kind of argue that? Because they basically saying that you see some of the precursors that would eventually become uh, uh, the, the hieroglyphs or metanet which are you? Yes, they do they that. See it, they see it kind of a development and then it will be 
later. Yes, and Gunter Dwyer, but Gunter Dwyer only did it with the Abydos labels. So I'm extending it to uh, the period of Nakata 2C and Nubian A. So I'm looking at um, I'm looking at the pottery of Nakata 2C. Um, so I'm extending it past the labels of Abydos, which is Abydos is right. Uh, the Abydos labels is, uh, you know, the Scorpion, uh, King Scorpion and others. Um, but this is um, um, three to 400 years, uh, 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 500 years earlier. Um, here's another example. Um, so here, um, beginning in, uh, be beginning in, uh, with the, with pottery itself, when there was fired pottery, which actually comes out of Mali, they begin to mark the pottery. And what I've detected is that what they're actually putting on the pottery is symbols of water. So the, the, the wavy line and dotted pottery is actually, and this is in a, 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 the even earlier uh, period, they're marking the pottery to say that they're putting water and moisture motifs. And so um, what I am, uh, and so this is this wavy line uh, becomes earlier inside the pottery of the wavy line and dotted a wavy line pottery and you and they preserve it as writing and so here in this particular case so you have water move right um and and you have sky so you have basically water from the uh in the pots of the sky right collected in the pots of the sky in dynastic egypt however i'm saying that the that this began uh, in this particular uh, period. And then I'm also showing, um, I'm also making an argument if you've read anything from uh, Niagara Bora, where he looks at scripts and pot marks from later uh, writing um, that the um, that you will see these same symbols in other groups of people like the uh, Nisabidi and the Akan uh, using these particular uh, motives, motifs. Um, so let me see if I can find another one. So, this is, so how do you falsify it? Um, okay, in this one right here, this is in the Tassili Najir. And so here we have the dancing women doing the uh, kind of like the... Uh, um, Kind of like a, a cattle or a uh, yeah, and Reggie, you're going back to the Sahil. That's Reggie. yeah. And so, uh, but you see here, you see the smiting pose, which we would see in ancient Egyptian later in dynastic. So we see this motive, and then we see the uh, we uh, we see the bot pose, which is the uh, where you get the uh, this this symbol of uh, horns. That would um, that we would see in bots, and so I'm just trying to see if I have some better examples. Um, okay, so here's what Niangabora he took it from the UNESCO papers, and what he did was he uh, he uh, he compared ancient Egyptian symbols 
with other writings of his the Nisibidi, the Toma, and the Mende people. And not saying that they mean the same thing, but in some cases they mean uh, similar things. So I have looked at pot marks. I've looked at uh, pot marks are even earlier, but I've looked at the Nakata and the Nubian A, and I gave you the, my example of possibly first hieratic, first rebus principle. Uh, let's see if I, um, I'm sorry, I'm not doing a very good job of, I'm not uh, doing a very good job. So this is from the Kustau incense burner. And so Bruce Williams and others have already said that these, uh, we can tell in Nubian A that this is the whore on the Shrek. We can see that this is the white crown. There's no big argument with that. And all I did was add the fact that this is possibly the rebus principle. And, and then comparing it um, um, with other, uh, well, I don't go into that because that would be a little bit more confusing and I'll see. Okay, so um, uh, yeah, yeah. Hey man, um, yeah, it's getting late. Oh, uh, yes, yeah, it's getting late for me. I gotta collect our guys. I detect them, uh, my woman. Now that's gonna be, I'm probably in a little bit of trouble, but uh, <laughs> okay. I mean, I, I mean, I, I mean, before you leave your, your quick thoughts, I mean, I mean, I don't want to be uh, uh, I'm just asking for your uh, your thoughts and your uh, just in your thoughts, your quick thoughts. Uh, you can say, I'm, I'm, well, my paper is different than this presentation. So uh, one of the things is, uh, Reggie, you're reaching, right? And my, <laughs> yeah. So I'm being honest, right? So one of the things is, you know, um, Brother Reggie, you are reaching, right? But I am applying a method, which is the Gunther Dwyer method, to um, which he's already done in the uh, Abydos label. So your quick thoughts, I know it's getting, uh, well, I would, I would say late, but I've seen you guys mail. burn. Huh? What you got, man? Yeah, yeah, yeah uh, I was just going to yeah, say I'm... real quick, uh, just basically you don't share your work too much on the internet. Somebody might swipe it. You know, we got a couple of swipers in the, in the community. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> It might end up oh, yeah. in a new book, volume three, volume four, you know what I'm saying? Oh no, that that um we've had some complaints on the Beyond West Africa complaint. We see we see people talking about stuff that happened in that conference that very few people actually went to. And we actually find we actually find that people have been using it and we're like, well, how'd you know that? Like you could only take it from Dr. Nasiri because this is Dr. Nasiri's work. So you're 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 absolutely right. So I presented in front of ASCAC. Um, well, let's take a critique, ready because it's getting uh, late. I gotta we gotta get a couple comments in. So yeah, okay. I, I'll say I'll too. say real quick. Yeah, I'll say real quickly. I can see how they say. I can see why they would say maybe you're reaching, but again, I think you just need to present it more, more thoroughly, and it's gonna take some time. Uh, definitely not just uh maybe thirty minutes or so. It's gonna take a couple hours to really just break down. Exactly what it is you're trying to match up. Uh, you're attacking it from a different perspective, uh, so you know it's, it's an interesting hypothesis. But uh, I would need to look further into it. Uh, I don't, I don't want you to rush it and you know, to rush through it. I actually want to take your time and 
and actually explain everything. So uh, another look at it, uh, perhaps at another time, will probably be fitting before I can make a conclusion. Are you just being polite, or or you say no? I'm not. I'm not being polite. That's just who I am. Okay. <laughs> another time. <laughs> okay. Any more thoughts? Thank you so much. Cool. You guys have a good night. All right, good night. Should uh, yeah, everybody, I'm just ready to meet you. Uh, like I said, I'm not. That ain't my expertise. I was just asking the question. Like I said, I would like to know. Um, my only question would be, what are the, some of the methods of falsification? Um, uh, what would be the uh, the delineation from symbol? Sim- it be called yeah, symbolic between you know what I mean the delineation between symbolic and and writing, like what is the line that crosses one over from simply being symbolic? And then we can get into writing. We can say that this is the principle of writing, you know what I mean? For just from my layman, uh, from my layman eyes, but right. the way more expertise, I mean, knowledgeable about it than I am. So all the work has been, all the work has actually been um, uh, semiotics. Basically, this is a symbol. These are basically uh, symbols that will appear, but because and they're stray symbols, so what I have done, what I have done is I have connected the symbols. I've looked at the visnets, uh, and I actually connected them to actually make words. So I have examples of actual words, and so they're just not straight symbols. So the first thing would be, well, they're just straight symbols. But Gunter Dwyer, uh, he looked at labels. Uh, he looked at labels, and and in in. And he was uh, successful in saying that they were, you could see that this is actually uh, writing. Um, and, and so I'm just pushing what Gunter Dwyer did, his methodology uh, to another period. So, so now, so the issue is, do I have any uh, morphology? Well, I have found the feminine T. And, and then I have examples where there are agreement, uh, like if it's females involved, like you saw Nini Wet and Netta Wheat, that, that they're talking about females and, and the, the uh, logos or the uh, uh, phonographs, they end with a T and they're talking about women, right? And so I have enough examples in my work to show that these are not straight. So the difference is that what my uh, the, um, the the issue would be is first of all writing couldn't be at this time period because it happened at the sweet spot of 3200 BC, which 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 you have writing you have so-called cuneiform and you have the metonature. Okay, Gunther Dwyer approved that writing in in in, in ancient Egypt was earlier uh, in that particular in that particular period of uh, pre-dynastic. That's what he would call ancient Egypt. I took it out of ancient Egypt and I went to an, um, two other cultures that are precursors to ancient Egypt. So now, um, the so the so now so then I would have to build. I have to, which I have built in my in my work, is that I have uh, an, um, several 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 examples uh, to make the point. Now. So I wouldn't, so now this is the writing, this is not language, but it does help the, it, it has nothing to do with Asiatic whatsoever. 
right? Because the sweet spot is 3,200 BC. But I know it's late, and I just wanted to uh, get from one of the harshest groups of people some initial thoughts, right? Um, but I presented well with ASCAC in front of uh, Dr. Mario Beatty, and it was um, uh, pretty much accepted. And I presented at the uh, Beyond West Africa in front of uh, Dr. Nasiri and Dr. Uh, Soikita and um, Dr. Faraji and, 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 and some other people on that panel that, that understand language. And, uh, and, and so I'm just moving on to try to finish up, finish up the paper and try to cure some of some grammatical mistakes and, and do housekeeping with footnotes and things like that. So um, I'm looking at what's happening in Africa from a different lens. So I, I thank you all, uh, I, I thank you for your time. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. You know, we've been rocking for a while too. We started early. This, this is actually our second stream. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I was I was <laughs> I was with the other but I just didn't. Uh, I just didn't say anything because you were doing. Y'all were doing a good job in handling, handling those people. But I don't want to produce something uh, with uh, um, where I'm in the same category. So I'm walking on eggshells with you guys. <laughs> All right. So do you have any thoughts? And maybe uh, I'm getting closer to producing the paper. And you're right. I'm trying to not show too much. Uh, but but anyway, with the little bit I showed, I, I thank you for your time. For sure, for sure, man. Appreciate you following through, man. All right, continue the good work, and and thanks for your support. All right, for sure. Good night, bro. Uh, uh yes. man, I want to thank everybody else in the chat for coming out. Sister Kaba, PCU Queen. We got Jeremiah Judah being a regular right now. We appreciate we appreciate the. Uh, you're showing up, bro. You feel we're gonna get these debates cracking too right now. Pseudo killer versus lines, then we gotta set that up, man. Nomadic PC brother was stopping through, man. I think Dash Rad was there, you know, dipped out. Uh yeah, man. Uh oh, oh and uh, shock a pop up later on. My forever. <laughs> Melvin Jefferson, what's wrong? You type it, Shaka. <laughs> Shaka popped up, man. Hey, Shaka, look, we we want to smoke, like a friendly smoke. We just want to pick your brain, man. You know what I mean? We got to... <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, well, you know man. what he did? He might have... Uh, you, know, you know what he might have did? He might have waited to... He might have waited until one of y'all left so he can, uh, how can I say, so he can bang out. He, he doesn't have two or three people against him, right? Yeah, try to get Sosa. Beat up on me with that linguistic stuff, man. All right. <laughs> well, thanks thanks for your uh, looking at my, looking at my, um, do, um, doing a preview on my work. And, uh, and, and, I, appreci and I appreciate the uh, feedback. And uh, as I get closer, I, I will probably come on again just to see if I can uh, get through you guys, and because you guys are tough. <laughs> for sure, for sure. Like we're supposed to be. Yeah. yeah, like you're supposed to be. So uh, thank you and good night to the All family. Right, for sure. All for right. sure. Good night, family.
Until next time.